comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The PKD Black Box is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. This is the PKD Black Box, episode 57. Welcome back to the PKD Black Box. I'm your host, Sean Pryor. This week's episode, we are going to talk about the DC Comics relaunch, but I know you've probably listened to a gajillion podcast that talk about the DC Comics relaunch. We're doing it a little bit different. It's actually a two-piece conversation in one episode. Originally, the first conversation that you'll hear will be between myself, uh, Donnie Salvo, and, and uh, Daryl Taylor. What happened was, was back on June 11th, we were supposed to just talk about, just do like a little roundtable discussion about books we've read and just shoot the breeze, talk about all the various types of things. But Donnie and Daryl really wanted to talk about the DC relaunch, so it just kind of ended up being like a freeform talk session about it on June 11th. Now, granted, during that period of time, all the information about the DC relaunch had not been released. So you're going to hear some of our thoughts and feelings on the relaunch before everything was put out there. And then after that conversation ends, um, we did a recording later on June 25th that had myself, Donnie Salvo, Daryl Taylor, and John Carroll. And with the full assortment of information, as far as the relaunch information that was given to us by DC Comics, we talk about it um, from a different perspective, or actually sometimes a similar perspective, depending on who, on who you're listening to. So you get to hear opinions on the, on the relaunch before and after all the information is released. Some of y'all might like it, some of y'all may not. It's a little experiment I want to do, and I hope you enjoy it. Before we get to our feature presentation, um, I just wanted to let everybody know, for those that ordered Fracture issue one last month through previews or went to their comic book store and said, I want Fracture number one, I thank you again. A million times over. Also, just so you know, issue two is available for pre-order in comic book stores right now. So if you go to your comic book store or if you use DCB service or Midtown Comics Online or or TFAL or whatever site you use or whatever place you go to to get comics, tell them that you want Fracture issue two. And the final issue of Fracture is available for solicit in July. So just be on the lookout for that as well. So we appreciate everybody who supports us as far as Action Lab goes when it comes down to Fracture and all the books that we, that we try to do. So thank you, each and every one of you in advance to those that pre-ordered the book. Now, also, let's see, if was there anything else I wanted to let you know? Let me give you a quick rundown on how things are going to go on the PKD Black Box for like the next two months. In July, we're going to have an episode on July the 13th with the head of the Derby City Comic Con, uh, Eric Bannister, and we'll also have some freeform conversation after that conversation um, on the episode. Then on July 27th, you will hear a B-movie episode uh, where myself and Jim Dietz of the Legion of Dudes podcast, we go back and forth on some of our favorite B-movies of all time and the B-movie genre within itself. Then from August 10th through August 31st, 
is Matinee Idols Month. And now, for those that aren't familiar with the PKD Black Box, once a year, I get together with some of the members of the Matinee Idols podcast, and we just talk about movies. And like last year, we talked, we had a two-parter with our favorite 80s action movies. We did a replay of the Matinee Idols episode that I was on where we talked about Jurassic Park. And then we brought over Alec and Joey to talk about the state of the movie industry because we were headed toward the end of the summer movie season. So we're going to do that again this year. I can tell you right now, two episodes that are definites for the month of August are the state of the movie industry for 2011 with myself, Alec, and Joey. And then the uh, whole retrospective on the Planet of the Apes film series with myself, Matt Burton, and Mr. Gabriel Hardman, a Marvel Comics artist extraordinaire. Be on the lookout for those two things in August with an additional two other episodes to drop in August as well for Matinee Idols Month. So, and you also will still hear in July, Tales from the Attic and the Carol Chronicles as well. And probably either Tales from an Attic or Carol Chronicles on August the 3rd. But then after that, the rest of August is Matinee Idols Month with the PKD Black Box. So be on the lookout for that. And you know what? I've yapped enough. Let's go ahead and get this show started. Here is part one of the DC relaunch conversation, the pre-launch. Enjoy. Oh, go ahead. All I know is you see that uh, that Justice League International team. Yes. Yes. Why? Why? Where's Blue Beetle? Why you gotta take Blue Beetle out and put in this fucking Predator-looking motherfucker, man? I'm China? thinking Blue Beetle is gonna be in his own book again. It looks like they're taking things from the cartoon. Yeah. Stuff that people been complaining about, like how y'all, you know, trying to make it all about um, white men from 1960, and they're kind of like trying to put some of them cartoon stuff. Like the the Borg, you know, you see the cyborg looks like the cartoon cyborg mm-hmm. a little bit more. And then you got um, Vixen. She was in the Justice League Unlimited. Then you got John Stewart is going to kind of I think he's going to have more of a presence now that he's with Tabasi in Green Lantern Corps. So you're going to have that a little bit more. And then I'm thinking they're going to pretty much do the um, Blue Beetle is going to have his own own book again now did you see you saw the cover image that jim lee put out for justice league yes yeah the collars yeah dude that shit looks terrible you don't like the collars i like the collars no i don't care about it looks it looks uniform like an army i don't care about collars this motherfucker one he can put suits and ties on it for all i care it's just that dude look at superman dude superman looked like he's about 13 years old (laughs) flying up in the air everybody's getting but remember they're they're pushing it back to time so everybody's going to be younger and look, look at from early. Look at look at Cyborg looking like Ultimate Nick Fury with a metal suit on. <laughs> but you know, Jimmy don't have many black faces. Jim, <laughs> <laughs> that's Battalion. You know damn well Cyborg looks like Battalion. Battalion mm. from Stormwatch. Oh, and, I'm telling he just you, just don't man. have that many black faces. He don't. The only person in this whole thing I think looks good is Batman. He could draw the shit out of a Batman. I'll give him that much. But. It's the design. It's the rest of this. I don't know. It's just off to me. Well, man. see, I don't think that's going to be the final cover, though. We all know that Jim Lee's been working on this stuff behind the scenes for a while. Mm-hmm. So when it comes time for that official, official cover, it'll be the bomb. 
people. I'm just saying, dude, he's going to be a regular artist on this. Everybody's going to be bitch. Everybody was bitching me. What's James Robinson doing with the Justice League? Don't make no sense. What's James? Why is there a talking gorilla? I'm a Justice League, and then you're going to get this Justice League, and you know what people are going to say? How come issue two is so late? And see, I don't even remember what happened in issue one. And see, yeah, that's my only issue with that. Well, see, well, here's here's my whole thing. Like he's already said that he's Lee's already said he's like one of the biggest Justice League fans of all time. He's like, I promise I won't fuck this up. I'm like, that's cool. I was like, and I wish you well because, like, I'm so tired of the of the negativity in comics. It's just ridiculous. I want this to work, but I'm hoping that I think what's going to happen with Jim Lee. I think he's probably just going to do like the first six issues, mm-hmm. and then just though then there'll be a new art team. Johns will probably will definitely be the writer for a while. I don't think you'll see James Robinson on a big gun book with the exception of like Hawkman. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's He's off Hawkman. No, he's not. He's off. Is he? They changed the writer on Hawkman. Check the solicits. They they changed the writer on Hawkman. It's going to be... It's not J.T. Krull. Somebody else. No, J.T. Krull. Now, listen to this shit. They're... They're start. They're canceling Green Arrow and starting it with a number one with the same fucking writer. Yes. Why? Because Why? One cell. That's just so stupid. It's it's a complete it's a complete relaunch, not a reboot, oh, not a reboot, Tony, but relaunch. Go ahead, go ahead. All those people that complain about Tony Daniel on Batman, dude, he's writing Hawkman now with That's Philip Tan. Well, Philip Tan, Philip Tan's good if he takes his time, but he rushes that shit like he rushes Outsiders. That's just not gonna look nice at all. Yeah. Plus his anchor. If you get him that good, he has when he has a good anchor. Philip Tan looks really good when you when you give him a good anchor and some time. big issue is is like all these announcements they're making with their books some of them are going to be limited series some of them are going to be full run series right if if i was dc when they made the announcement for the hawkman book and originally supposed to be robinson and tan i'm like you know what make sure that that is locked in stone before you announce it see because the only thing they're doing is is that they're giving (laughs) they're giving the competition enough weight to say y'all ain't got these creative teams in order how do, y'all got 52 well, creative teams? Really? Well, let me tell you what CDC, C.B. Sabolsky, who is an editor who started writing comics, this is what he said. He said, well, how you going to have, I guess all the editors are going to be writing all the comics now. You are an editor who started writing comics. How are you yelling? That's like a black man yelling at another black man saying, why are you black? Like, <laughs> you did the same thing. I know. I, I know. The, the, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the snobbery and snark coming from Marvel is ridiculous, especially after. It's like a little bit of information was released about, you know, there being 52 number one issues in the month of, like, August or September. Mm-hmm. That's and, crazy, dude. And, yes. and, no, it, it, is, it is crazy. But I want you to think about something, though. Go look at your Marvel previews and look at the months where they release 108 books in a month. See that you know, Don. Yeah, but, our numbers, our order has been going crazy because Marvel's been doing that twice a month, yeah, right? Like over ten or twelve <laughs> uh, titles, they've been doing twice a month. And then there was a couple of issues uh, in DC in this last, uh, a couple of titles in DC in this last solicit that banged out like two issues in a month. And, yep. and now I know why. It's it's because yeah, Titans. Oh, they, I spoke to Teen Titans and Titans, and, uh-huh. and 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 it's because they're they're canceling those books, and they're going to start Teen Titans over again. Now, see, now that's a bunch of bullshit too. 
Okay, this number and bullshit. Okay, because you're gonna tell me you just celebrated Action 900. Detectives on its way to 900, mm-hmm. and you're gonna turn around and you're gonna say, "Nope, we're gonna start from number one again." Well, and, th- th- and, that's and, a whole other thing too. That hasn't been finalized. What is actually being right? What, and right. it better not. I'm gonna tell you straight out, it better not, man. That's shit, that's that shit's milestones. And, and 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 you know what's gonna happen when that shit reaches 900 and a thousand? You're just gonna fucking renumber it to 900 and a thousand anyway. Why don't you just save my fucking long box some time? organizing my shit so I can put it in order and just leave the shit alone. I'm all for this relaunch. How can I say? I'm trying to find the best way to say this. This, I, I think DC, you know, coming around with not a, it's not as technically a fresh start. It is and it isn't. But they're doing this just to try to introduce themselves into new readers. They're trying to introduce themselves into the digital market. You know, they're doing all these things to try to just get more people to read books. And I'm all for that. Now, if they really start advertising, advertising, I'm like, I'm even more for it. And so I just want this to work. I really do. I want this to work. I want this Mr. Terrific series to go longer than 12 issues. Because as we all know, with, with, D, with DC titles, with DC titles, we all know if a Daryl, it's going Daryl, to be, he, he said 12 issues. I know. I, I don't know why he said 12 issues. Because you know, you know DC books. DC books go, if a book is getting canceled, it goes between 8 to 12 issues. Canceled at 7. See, you wrong, man. Well, I'm just telling you, man. With Rebels, even with Rebels, they did let it run for, what is it, almost two years? Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. Numbers were never high. They will run books to a certain point where they know if they can get at least a trade or two out of it, mm-hmm. they'll do that. So that's why I'm thinking if, like, Mr. Terrific doesn't sell well, it's going to be a 12-issue series. I'm hoping for longer. What really has got me crazy is is that they've combined Ethan Van Skyver with Gail Simone writing Firestorm together. I'm like, that is fucking insane. The rumor is right now is that they took her off of Birds of Prey and they're gonna relaunch that with a new number one with a whole new with a whole new team. Yeah, but see and that well here's a whole other thing too. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna do this relaunch, you might as well go all all out anyway. So well, she might get Nightwing. She was supposed to, she was supposed to get Nightwing. There's yeah. You know, it's so it's just like people are gonna be upset regardless, but it's like do you upset thirty thousand, forty thousand readers to hopefully introduce a book to possibly three hundred thousand? Look, I'm just saying that to me it just seems like it's rushed and it seems like it's just kind unnecessary you know that like is just des- like just like flashpoint you know what i mean it just they're making such a big deal about flashpoint i don't give two shits about flashpoint i really don't i'm only i'm just reading the regular series i didn't even get the perez shit dude okay i didn't even get the jose garcia lopez fucking i think he's doing a one shot i didn't even touch it dude wow because i'm it, i just won't scary. support it it's it's getting bad i mean looking at the numbers man it's it's getting bad i mean it's bleeding when you and have you now have books bleeding readers like that that quickly to lose. I forgot how much they said. And when you add up uh, only in a, like three years, how many how small their market has gotten in three years to be bleeding that much. You have to do something. Oh, no, I agree with you. And, I, and, and you know, and I and I really um, everybody's saying, well, they're the first one to do the, the publish day and date. No, they're not, dude. I think Archie Com. if I'm not mistaken, Archie Comics has been doing that for yeah. a while. Yeah. 
Yeah. And even the Marvel people that are complaining, like Ben is complaining about you're going to kill the retailers. His Ultimate Spider-Man, the death of Ultimate Spider-Man is day and date. Digital. Yeah. Oh, you know what, dude? I like Bendis. I like his writing. But the dude is just, I'm sorry. Well, that's everything that that contradicts him, he says, is out of his hands. It's the company's fault. Yeah. And, and you know what, dude? I'm sorry. But um, no, I don't think so. Yeah, well, I not, really don't. And not only that, but like when he's saying it's going to he's it's going to kill kill retail, you know, retailers. I'm like, have you heard all the information that DC has dropped yet about about what they're doing with their books? No. So Everything like, is returnable. Yep, they're going and at least through November. And the thing is, is that if this remains a viable, that's crazy. Yep, every, yes. everything's going to be returnable through November. But if it remains a actual viable business, you know, viable business option, it will stay. And seeing what that will do is, <laughs> that will make Marvel really scared. Yes, sure. Because to be honest with you, for big publishers, big publishers should have fucking returnable books anyway. I mean, it's and, like it's like that in any other book market. Marvel will not do it. That's the thing that Marvel has been fighting tooth and nail for years is making their stuff returnable. If, if, if you like find out, like, uh, I guess the, the big one they're going to try is Justice League. That's the first one that's coming out day and date and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're even doing a digital download polybag double decker thingy for uh, 4.99. Right. So you'll be able to get like a code when you buy the comic and get it a digital a free digital download of that issue. So the other thing is is that um they'll have like books that are day and date they might be the same price both uh, print and digital and then but like a couple weeks later the digital price goes down a dollar. So mm-hmm. well, I, yeah what it ha- what it says here is uh, both digital and print editions of DC Comics will have a parity pricing for the first four weeks of release. Thereafter, digital titles drop in price to our standard one ninety nine. They did it with uh, Justice League, which we call it Lost. What was the name of that? Generation, Generation Lost. Lost. Generations Lost. They started actually doing. I, I swear, I can't Twitter about shit. I got the real hot sauce. Follow me on Twitter because I said I hate hot sauce. Anyway. <laughs> They, they actually been. They were doing that. They did day and date for some of the generations lost. And but if you didn't get it right away, it would go down a dollar after I think three weeks. And then so, for like the Justice League, it's going to be a double sized issue. It's going to be starting at three ninety nine mm-hmm. for the first month, and then it's going to drop down to two ninety nine. So I I don't know, man. To be honest with you, though, I'm looking through a lot of this stuff, and it's like I, I w- I'm not going to bullshit nobody. I'm getting Justice League because I've always gotten Justice League. But Brian Azzarello on Wonder Woman, I don't care. That I want. Azzarello's done some great stuff, but he's also done some stuff. I'm like, eh. But no, I got to admit, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. And plus, it's got Cliff Chang. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to buy it. You, you know what I mean? I'm getting every. I'm getting all 52 issues, if, especially if we get the discount that DCBS used to all That's what I'm one. saying. If DCBS puts them down for 75 to 99 cents, I'm, then I'm, I'm down. But other than that, dude, I'm going to be picking and choosing like these four Green Lantern books that are coming out. Green Lantern number one, Green Lantern Corp number one, Green Lantern New Guardians number one, and then Red Lanterns number one. I already dropped them all. I already dropped all the Green Lantern stuff because I just couldn't. I, I got tired of the, of the glut. And I, you know I buy a lot of shit, a lot of, lot of Green Lantern stuff. Besides Justice League International, the only other oh, I didn't even know Dan Jurgens is the one that's writing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. Winnick said he didn't have. I don't think Winnick wanted to do it. But he this didn't do anymore with it. 
This sounds interesting. Is the Braver and Bolder? It, uh, that's the name of the article. It's the DC mm-hmm. Comics Presents number one, yeah. which is an anthology series looking into the DC universe, and it's going to have like a mainstay story of Dead Man. Well, everybody's missing Solo and and things like that. I mean, this is the dip in the water to see if they can get people to to support this book. Because if you support this book, they'll do more stuff with it. Spread it the out dead, more. The Dead Man story written by Paul Jenkins and drawn by Bernard Chang. That's a pretty good team. You can't. But see, that's the thing. They're they're pulling out all their stops for all these number ones. <laughs> What's well, going to happen by the, issue four, five? What worries me is Scott Lobdell and Brett Booth for Teen Titans. I that that kind of made me go. Scott hump. Scott Lobdell, who you say? And and Brett Booth on the art. Brett Booth from um, Wildstorm, and he's doing the Justice League thing right now. He's drawing the Justice League book right now with James Robinson. That's a pretty book. Yeah. It'll be a pretty book, but the uh, Lobdell, I, 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 I heard I Fabian Nicieza for Teen Titans. No, it came out in Bleeding Cool that it was people thought that, but Fucking remember, cool. Lobdell also worked with Bob Harris because that's what the, the the connection was. Bob Harris said something about someone he's worked with in the past at Marvel, and people automatically assumed it was Nieza, Nieza but it oh, actually, so that was just a rumor. It, no, oh, yeah, it, it is that. somebody that's working that worked with him. It's Scott Love, though. He worked. No, with no, him. I mean, next I was hyped for that man. I was like, what? He Can might. Be doing, they said he was doing something else, though. Nieza, what? Wasn't he something Robin or something else? Or he was doing. He's still. He's doing Red Robin right now. I don't know what I mean, he's going to do people, in the reboot. See, I mean, and, they, and they're trying to get some writers from Boom and from IDW, and that's the stuff I want to see. see. I want to see them. Go ahead, Sean. No, no, no. I guess, like, what just what irritates me, going back to the whole Marvel thing and, like, their reactions and all their snark and shit when they mm-hmm. didn't really know the full detail. It's like, look, man, we know damn good and well that Marvel would drop the retailers like a bad habit the second mm-hmm. they thought it was financially justifiable. Mm-hmm. And you know, and the, and the fact once again, DC's making their books returnable, and Marvel will never do that line wide. And see, then this is why I just don't un- I don't understand the snark coming from Marvel. I'm like, y'all been on top since like 2000 something, and it's like, quit acting like y'all the underdog. You yes. can't be the leader and the underdog at the same time. It's not possible. I want this to work because even DC knows Warner Brothers is really paying attention to DC now, especially with Diane Nelson running the entertainment side of things with DC Entertainment. They're really watching now. Not only does DC want this to work, Warner Brothers wants this to work. They really want to make a mark now. You know, it was different when two de- you know, for like about two decades before DC Comics became DC Entertainment, DC was just this hub that was owned by Warner Brothers that was the redheaded stepchild that really nobody paid any attention to. It's like, you know what? It's been here since, since like, you know, the 30s, 40s, whatever. It's been, it's been here. We really don't look at the numbers. Just don't worry about them. But now they want that integration. They want the integration, you know, like, okay, we want better movies. So we really need to talk with Jeff Johns. I don't know how Green Lantern is going to go. I want it to work. I don't know. I'll go see it. I'm interested. Let's, let's check it out. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and ragtag that movie. But they want this synergy that, that Disney is trying to make with Marvel. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think they'll do it better than Marvel if they get the right people in place. And they're starting to work on that. But the thing is, is that I'm sure Warner Brothers and DC feel at the same time. It's like, how do we introduce more people to these books? Fuck it. 
just just relaunch all this shit and that's going to be the and, and for them in their mind that's the best way to do it now grant like i said before granted 52 books is a lot of books but then again you look at what marvel's been dropping it's like it's really a drop in the bucket 52 books that's 13 new books in a week essentially granted this economy ain't the greatest you no know, so i'm like y'all better hope that they that these all these books when they come out with the exception of the deluxe books are 299 we'll see what happens but i think the returnable books is going to be a great thing because they're going to actually get more books in bookstores as well as comic book stores which means that retailers and bookstores are going to take better care of those books so they can be returnable that's what pisses off i think that is the thing that pisses off marvel the most is the returnable part, not the digital part, because they don't want to have to do that if this works. I I don't know, man. It's just it's just weird. Like, I mean, and every like you said, everything's rumor right now. So they haven't they've bleeding cool is jumping at a lot of things. Like they got a co- Jacques released a cover, and now they're saying, is it for Detective Comics number one, Batman number one? And yeah, it's yes, but you don't know. Yeah, exactly. The only one, only ones they released is what they released, and there's like what ten, twelve, whatever. Think that DC wasn't going to say anything about, it and they were just going to wait. But then when Bleeding Cool started leaking stuff, it's like, fuck it, let's make this announcement. Let's go ahead. We're going. We were going to do it later, but we might as well do it now to stop all the you know the rumor mongering. But see, well, the, the day where they were supposed to drop it, they were supposed to drop it today and tomorrow. But when they found out that it was going to go on Bleeding Cool. They said we got to drop it before that. But see, here's my whole thing. People working for DC, especially with those non-disclosure agreements, mm-hmm. I'm like, who, who the fuck leaked this shit? Interns. And you know, and and sometimes I think, and I know for sure, I really think that sometimes they, when they want information to get out, that's what they do. They say it in front of an intern, or they hint to an intern, I want you to, because that's who, uh, a lot of times, that's who he uses at Bleeding Cool. You know, people, interns at, at different companies and stuff to get information. Because remember, Fear Itself 3 dropped and somebody died, a major character dies, and nobody's talking about it. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't see. I'm not. This is this week is starting the week where I don't get my books now till the end of the month. So I'm going to be like. Nobody's talking about. I haven't heard not a peep out of anybody about that Fear Itself issue. And that was a major. And they had said before this that issue three is going to be where when the the hammer actually truly drops and it will change things for the direction of the company. You have not heard a peep. Donnie hasn't read it yet, so I'm, yeah. oh, I don't care. Go ahead. I'll forget by the time Bucky she had a Bucky cap and now it's supposed to be there. That's just stupid. Big <laughs> That is stupid. Why the fuck you bring him back and make him a major character? He's even in the cartoon now. Dumb. He's even in the cartoon. Fuck you, Marvel. That's just stupid. I didn't get it either. You want you, just, you, see, and that, that's Marvel's way of saying we want to make sure that everybody knows that the cap that's in the movie—that's the only cap they know oh, about. Exactly. I don't know exactly. And I'm like, that's stupid. You, mm-hmm. you, you, he could go back to being Winter Fucking Soldier and just call it a day. Dude, that yeah. motherfucker. Good. I would. You know what, dude. I would have been like, even if they de-aged him and made him go back to Bucky, I would have been like, oh, that's cool. All right, fuck it. It's stupid, but it's cool. 
But to, to wipe him off the map, that shit's just dumb. Yeah. Like, people like that character, dude. Mm-hmm. He was he was essentially the fucking Dick Grayson to to you you built him up to be the Dick Grayson to to his Steve Rot, you know what I mean? And then you're gonna turn around and just smack the shit out of him and kill him with a fucking hammer. Man, kiss my ass. That hammer up your ass. That that's some ridiculous shit right now. And there. I I don't know, I, I bet you that was the last thing Joe Casada signed off on too. <laughs> Oh, you know what? My boy just sent me a message. Um, he read it on Bleeding Cool that they said that the DC reboot is a desperate move and that they are tired of losing the market share to Marvel. And Grant Morrison wasn't exactly happy about having to uh, change up with Batman Inc. So he had to rewrite the script. And that's why it's been a little late. Yo, that's bullshit, dude. You know, I was thinking that, like, all right, they can relaunch all these titles, but with Batman, dude, he's got this whole fucking crazy, intricate story working throughout all these titles, and you're gonna throw all that away, dude, mm-hmm. just to make a just to make a few bucks for like three months. What they're also trying to do is they're gonna start using television to market these comics with DC Nation because DC Nation is going to have this thing on Cartoon Network where they'll have DC Comics cartoons like individual characters all types of stuff and they'll also have promotions probably be promoing the co- some of the DC Comics that will be out in stores that's a great idea you know, and hopefully it can get people in comic book stores or people to buy the books digitally that's great and see that and that's that's the whole thing with with, these, with continuity freaks I'm like I'm not really concerned about continuity just give me good stories I don't have to you know I can say oh this Batman Incorporated exists over here in this mm-hmm. pocket I'm fine with that because we used to have comics like that when we were kids we used to have comics that like shit would happen over here and it would have nothing to do with the comic over there but you knew that somehow some way in the universe at one period of time these things were kind of like either before or after each other and it was fine it's all about the story let these cats tell their stories they're just gonna have to let us old dudes is gonna have to get out the way and DC is gonna have to stop worrying about us old dudes jumping on the internet being mad about it even me i was like every single batman book was good i mean it was good like that was like all top of the stack reads for me man and i agree orson was ahead all that stuff now you're gonna take this dude said he had like 10 years of batman stories that he was planning out dc was all like you go get him buddy you know, and now all of a sudden they're like, nope, sorry, Grant. Uh, Grant, got to go do the Superman thing over there, there, Grant. Uh, we got to do that thing. <laughs> it's a bird, it's a plane. Fuck Batman. Get yeah. over there. <laughs> Can we have Dan D on this episode? And, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, all of a sudden you're going to have to take 10 years worth of story. This dude had plotted out and thrown in three issues. Kiss my ass, man. Why'd you start all these titles just to cancel them? See, you knew. Can't tell me. That, that tells me, number one, either. You didn't know what was going on, and this is all getting thrown together at the last minute. Because what you're gonna let Birds of Prey go out for 13 issues? Well, if DC and Marvel and all that shit have their stuff planned like a year in advance, a year and a half, then you would know this shit was coming. Why would why would you just not launch it? And all this stuff is gonna be solicited in this this coming previews, right? It should, uh, be, it should be July. It should be July previews. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. If you want to get into the July previews for items that are going to ship in September, you got to have all that information to them by May 12th. Okay. All that information would have to be due by May 12th and ads would have to be due by May 18th um, or or reservations. Okay. (laughs) For all the other publishers, you got to get that shit in on time. DC and Marvel can push that shit up until the last minute. (laughs) 
Look, and I don't, I'm not, I don't care about the continuity and all this other stuff, but there is a respect for history and a respect for your own company. And, and to re, if, if you're going to renumber the goddamn books that started off your company in the 30s, then what do you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't understand, man. Well, you look, I understand trying to respect the past, you, you know what I mean? But like, also at the same time, I have to give DC props for at least trying to bring some form of diversity into this new line. Because if you go back to like the books from like the 30s and whatnot, basically it was just a bunch of white dudes. Now they're trying to diversify the line. I understand respecting history, but at the same time, we got to have some form of progress. I'm... I'm taking it as what they're trying to do is is that they're trying to have that diversity and respect for the medium that the animated shows give. Yes. And they want to put that into the comics because, yo, the animated side of things of, of things has a lot of respect for the history of DC Comics, but also is very diversified and very good. That you can't take away. And I think they want, well, once again, think. I think they want to try to do that with the comics now. So, Donnie, we are dinosaurs. We we are the dinosaurs of comic readers right now. We're the guys that we know all that. You mentioned a name, and we start sprouting off numbers and when he appeared and all that. But we're 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 it. If you go to a ten year old asking who Red Tornado is, they'll be like, "Oh, that's that cat from Brave and the Bold." Yeah, from Brave and the Bold. Yeah, but you know what though, dude? I, I you know that only goes so far because I, and I'm going to tell you, I was I was eight years old when I started reading comics, and the Justice League was way different than the Super Friends. That is very true. You're right. That, that is absolutely true. I made the transition just fine, and I've been reading comics pretty much on and off for 30 years. Right. No, the no comics surrounds us. Like, we, we grew up in a time where comics were all, was all over the place. Right. right. I didn't go to a store until I was probably eight or nine, and I still, I was reading comics since I was six. Mm-hmm. And well, and no, no, but like, no, and Donnie, I agree with you on that. Like, even from like the, the aspect of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's like I had the original comics, and those comics were hardcore compared mm-hmm. to the cartoon. And I, and but I was happy with both sides of it. You know what I mean? I was happy with the gritty of the books and and like the silliness of the cartoon, and I was good with that. But you know, the whole big thing is, is that. Like nowadays, it's like man. When we were kids, there were thousands of comic book shops, and mm-hmm. and there were thousands of like convenience stores and grocery stores that said, "Hey, go ahead and put them comics over there. It's cool. Uh-huh. Go ahead." Now, shit, you got like a thousand. If you're lucky, a thousand seven hundred comic book shops, and grocery stores ain't having comic books no more unless it's the Archie oh. in the front, and you know, at the at the um at the retail stand, not the retail stand, but at the checkout. That's pretty much it. I mean, Barnes & Noble bringing comic books in, that's great. Hastings, I got a Hastings 30 minutes away from me. They got comics now, and it's working out for them. Or what publishers have to try to do is is get that integration back to mm-hmm. where it's not only in comic book stores, because those really become specialty markets. They got to get them in, in just in like as many stores as possible so kids see them. Because nowadays, it's more of kids see the cartoons, but they don't know where else to get the stuff so you know unless like their parents take them to the convention or if, or if they got a computer and they just start searching the internet oh i can get comics off of comiXology or or graphic dot graphic and all that other stuff you know they may not know about that they, they probably do because kids know so much shit man they got so much technology well, but, you know way more than us i mean we had the, the apple too and played uh oregon trail so yeah. uh, you know, it's it's just it's a whole generational thing. It's just like, and I think they're just trying to make that connection. But I understand where you're coming from, Donnie. Believe me, I do because I'm salty about some things too. I'm, am I salty that Batman Incorporated is getting the shutdown? Yes, because I'm loving that book. I I, I do I, too because I'm loving that book. 
because like Grant Morrison has made like one of the most diverse he's one of the most diverse creators in the history of comics mm-hmm. I'm like I got bat I got you know Batman from Batman and Batwomen from like all over the world all different ethnicities and it's awesome and none of it none of it seems contrived and it's all mm. fun and I love that and now it's going to be gone If they could get the point and start hiring other people that are trying to get into business, that are doing other comics, you know, for a smaller press, and you can get them in there. And then from that, other people hear about what they're doing. Like, we need new blood to come in. You know, you got people that are doing good work that are just struggling to fight their way in. Tooth and nail to try to get a chance to do something. Like, look at Jamal. Igle's been there for how long? And they... Put him on like Satana, and and, that is, and that's not knocking. I like the Satana book though. It's but, not a knock, but he yeah. will never. He has earned to get past that point. You, you you know, like he has never had a flagship title. No, he never had it, and he should. He should. You should put him on one of those books. He could be doing Justice League of America, and it would come out on time if people would get a chance to see it. Because when I show people what he's done, they go, "Oh, this is nice. I've never seen this before." People not buying Supergirl. It's just, they're just not. They're just, that is not a character people look for. Who the hell knows who Satana is? For the I, I do. <laughs> oh. I thought you were asking. I, you, if you say, if a man in Alaska says, I have a long box of comics, I don't want them no more. Donnie's oh, look, gone. dude. No, that's not true. Because you, you got a couple of boxes for me. I still ain't made it to Queens. I'm yet. not going nowhere. If I say I, it's a bonfire and these comics are going. Your car is coming up, and you're grabbing as many long boxes as you can find. What is this? I'm going to Daryl's house. I'm driving to Queens and picking up some long boxes. Did you tell Sean about the old man that told you to come to his house to get his comics? No. Wait oh, oh, a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. Yeah, Donnie travels the strangest houses to get Go that. ahead. Tell him. Go ahead. Tell oh, him. no. You go ahead and explain yourself. There was a dude that... <laughs> I had an ad, and I, I asked, and the dude was like, oh, yeah, and he only lived a little while from me, so I drove to his house, <laughs> and I bought his comics. <sighs> Just walking out of a stranger's house with long boxes. Could have been, he could have, he could, <laughs> it could have went well, you know, the way it did, where I got a, a, a good deal on my comics, or it could have ended with, put the lotion in the fucking box. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been like, is that chloroform? Oh, <laughs> Oh, you need a handkerchief here. Use this. Oh, good. <laughs> so you are not the regular test case. No, I guess I'm not. Well, see, otherwise that'd have been like one of those stories. Put all the headlines from Law for Law and Order. It'd be like, yeah. And it would have been comics of killing people. You see? You see? <laughs> Comedian dead. And then Dadia would come out on national television. This is why DC is doing a new re- relaunch, so no no people can get killed. <laughs> <laughs> We're thinking about the safety, it is, safety there of uh, the people that read there in the comics. Is Markova still a safe haven for Kryptonians? Oh, dude, that's that shit's still going on. And the last issue still didn't even come out yet. It's like a month and a half late. Because they said never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that like book it's is so bad. You know your ass needs to stop, dude. Well, I got no choice. 
<laughs> just stop it. You know, and you, then, you, and do, then, you, you do have a choice. You do no, have a choice. Sean, shut up. He doesn't, Sean. No, he doesn't. And the thing of it is, is they gave away who the new outsiders are if you if you read the newest issue of Batman Incorporated. Yeah. Sure and you're did. like, what the fuck? So what happened to this dude? What happened to that dude? How the fuck are you gonna keep Freight Train? I don't, I don't get Fre- it. Out of all them characters, Sean, Freight Train made the fold. That's all I'm saying. Because you need somebody to die in the last war, and uh, the war that's coming up. Freight Train. Batman's gonna say, you know what? I ain't know you long, but you're a true soldier. He's gonna have that tear go down his eye, and then Freight Train is gonna run in the heart of the battle with a bomb or whatever, and he's going to do that scream that all the big guys do, the strong guys, before they die. All I'm that, saying is... That will be his, his swan song. Dan Dio, he looked up his history of the Outsiders. That's all I'm saying. And he said he went through every single member, even if they were honorary member, even if they showed up for 10 minutes. <laughs> one panel. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to fit him in. I'm going to do that. He brought back the Eradicator. Dude, Sean, you might remember this. You remember the Outsiders from the 90s and they had like that techno weird thing character? Yes. Mm-hmm. Not with him for a little while. That motherfucker showed up and McCarvey like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, you shouldn't do that. I got to go. That's awful. And it would have been great if another writer was doing it. <laughs> and I'll say this forever. How the fuck are you going to be the co-publisher of a company? <laughs> You're right. And your book is late. Yeah. So how are you going to be the co-publisher of a writing company and you can't write? And I understand that, you know, like Jeff Johns was working on Green Lantern movie and he's trying to get this cartoon up and running and he had shit to do with Young Justice. So a couple issues of Green Lantern have been late here and there and a few issues of Flash, you know, because even the uh, artist on Flash, he had a reality show or some shit where he went around and drew monsters. I don't know what the hell that was about. but So, I mean, I can understand that. But when your job... Is to write the book and it's still late. Stop it now. He I'll, better not be on the last issue now. of Outsiders. Mm-mm. He better not be on none of them fifty-two issues. Of books of nothing. He's in all <laughs> the ones you want to buy. He better not touch not all of them. None of them. I'm shutting DC down. Yeah, well, they might be doing that themselves, or it might come out. I mean, I don't know, dude. Just being an old man, I look at that. And go, <laughs> Seriously, I just look at like what DC's doing, and I'm like, hey, I remember Heroes Reborn. <laughs> what did that last? Like 11, 12, 13, 14 issues? But even before that, Marvel had the whole Marvel Universe fragmented to where you had like the Avengers Universe... You had like the Edge universe, which was like Hulk, Punisher, Ghost Rider, and another character. And then you had like the Fantastic Four universe and you had the Mutant universe. And it was like none of these, like if you were in the Avengers universe, you were just there. Okay, so like it would be like Cap, Iron Man, Thor, all them cats were right there. And the Avengers universe was separate from the X-Men universe. And that Edge universe stuff was separate from the Fantastic Four universe. And it was bizarre. Yes, it was. It was really bizarre. And then you got the Heroes Reborn. You got Iron Man with tailpipes. And. Yes, uh, <laughs> he did have tailpipes. Yo, yo, I had that Heroes Reborn action figure Iron Man, and it looked kind of tight. But I'm like, this, even like, you know, years ago when I first saw it, I was like, that's kind of cool. But I'm like, how the fuck is this aerodynamic? It's well, Spatazio. 
stop it. I got to change my mufflers. <laughs> it didn't even have a thing where you could see it unattached. Like, how would he get the, the, the armor off his body? Well, no, better yet, how could he walk through a door? He wouldn't be able to. He's like, you know, I'm just going to stand out here. Y'all just relay the information to me. And, and uh, it didn't even collapse. Like, you'd have it like it collapsed or something. And that's it, why I don't want to hear shit about the silver, silver centurion armor. Oh, he's got an egghead. No, at least he could walk through a door with that outfit. Very true. I'll, I'll, and plus, Mark Bright drew the hell out of some Silver Centurion armor. Hell yeah. Okay. I think that's because people, people just think of Force Works when they think of Silver Centurion armor. I didn't hate Force, force Works. I uh, so you were the one. <laughs> it, I thought it was a good concept if they had just had a better writing on it. Like, it had a be- if they worked out what they wanted to do, because it, lo- it looked like they were like, we just need to get it done. People started buying this. Let's just do it. Well, that, but that was during the boom bust era, though. Yeah, yeah. Because we're I, bitching that, that West Coast Avengers got canceled, so they were trying to switch it up, make them look cooler by giving them more pouches and shit. That was the answer in the 90s to everything. Give them a pouch. Give them, no, give them a pouch and give them a big-ass gun. Give them a gun. Put some Hell yeah, and a jacket. <laughs> do not, do not underestimate the power of team jackets. Now, but see, I love it. But see, the thing is, is that Silver Centurion Iron Man wasn't in Force Works. That was the Iron Man that was. It was like the red and yellow Iron Man, and it had the mask with no mouth. Oh, all right, all right. Because also, if you if you remember when they had the Iron Man cartoon in the Marvel Action Hour, where it was Iron Man for a half hour and then Fantastic Four for a half hour. After the first X amount of episodes, they essentially put force works in the cartoon and they put they put Netflix instant watch what i told you when i put yeah, it on yeah because I, start, I started watching them i started mm-hmm. watching them last night i'm sorry yeah, they, they totally did the force works yeah. they had him dating spider woman they had hawkeye was the was his best friend yeah and they had um they and like and they also introduced um oh what was that character the character that was in the cartoon uh, oh, Century. Century. They put, yeah. Century put him in Force Works. But mm-hmm. let me tell you something about that Iron Man cartoon from the 90s. Depending on like which season you watch, whether it be season one or season two, that mullet that Tony has gets oh, bigger God. and bigger every yes, single episode. That was the 90s, though. Your mullet did get bigger and bigger every day. And no, no, no. <laughs> but you couldn't help it. No, Superman and... No, see, that's why I'm glad there wasn't like a uh, like an early 90s Superman cartoon because that mullet would have been in full effect. It would have, oh. it had been bigger than the flag he was holding. It sure would have. But what's, it had a shriek of flying, like his mullet would have flew, <laughs> and it had a shriek of of energy as it flew through the air. No, I tell you what, I tell you what else is crazy though. In the original episodes of the Iron Man series, like the first thirteen, um, James Avery, aka uh, Uncle Phil, was the voice of a War Machine slash uh, Rhodes. <laughs> and then it became Dorian Harewood afterwards. That's who it was. I could not think of who because I, I fast forwarded through to get to the Armor Wars. Oh, you see, that was the first. Those were the first two episodes I watched. I'm like, how come this ain't Uncle Phil talking? I'm like, oh, that's Dorian Harewood. Give me back the Uncle Phil episodes. <laughs> he needed a job. Leave Dorian alone. Yeah, he didn't need work. Robert Hayes from Airplane and Starman was the voice of Tony Stark and Iron Man. Yep. Yeah. And that's something I, I didn't even know that. And some of the episodes are pretty decent, but some of them are pretty fucking shitty. Like them people in the in the the, the submarine one. I think that was like the first one when he goes underwater, <sighs> the sub- and they have those people that are supposedly taken over. They're dead, or then they've been taken over by whatever spores. 
Yes. And it was just horrible. No, no. I, t- I tell you, I tell you what, what cracked me up though. Um, what they started doing, especially in the second season, how like Iron Man could like just transfer into different armors just by pushing a button. Yeah. And his armor would change. There had to be like a flash, and his armor would change. Well, then they because they had uh, uh, making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich armor. They <laughs> had uh, I go into the snow armor, and then he even had uh, nuclear. Uh, Reaction armor, like yeah. nuclear radiation armor. He had, and but see, I, but I, I will admit, I, I did think that was cool though. The fact that like they took pretty much all the armors from like the comic book series, including the ones like he never used, but were locked up in a case or either yeah. sold to big lots, and <laughs> and they said, "Fuck it, put it all in there." And they did. And, and Donnie is not happy about this. Right? <laughs> he brought the bird. <laughs> I'm all right. No, you're not. I'm all right. No, you're not. He is salty. So much spice on that side. I know. Spice that I could see the a bunch of food. It's like special edition Lowry's right now (laughs) up in this piece, dude. To be honest with you, I'm not even listening. I was just, I'm still pissed off about Batgirl. We know. I know. I'm just sitting here. I'm, 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 I'm on DC. DC's the source. Like just, just fucking evil eye in my computer right now. No. But then, but then I look over and I'm like, well, that Aquaman looks kind of tight. about to get into the second part of the DC Comics relaunch conversation. Uh, once again, this, this recording took place on June 25th with all the current up-to-date information as far as all 52 books that were released and all the certain key points of uh, what DC was trying to do during their road trip. Some of the information that we knew of at that time. So it's, like I said again, it's myself, uh, Donnie Salvo from Tales from the Attic, uh, Daryl Taylor from the Comic Book Roadshow podcast, the No Apologies podcast, uh, the Nothing's On podcast, and John Carroll of the Carroll Chronicles podcast. So we're going to go and start that conversation. But before I do, I want to make a couple of, I guess, um, keynotes. Um, there, are a co- there are a couple errors. I think I may have said in this conversation, if I remember right, that there was only one female creator that was asked to be a part of DC Comics relaunch. So if, um, after going through the numbers, there's actually two, uh, Gail Simone and Amy Reader. And then as far as uh, minorities such as like you know blacks in, in doing uh, books for DC, I originally thought it was two, but come to find out, I went through the list a couple of times and I could only find one creator. So actually, I think the number is only one out of 52 books. Yeah. So just note that. So when you listen to it later on, you'll hear me uh, comment about that. Like I said, I got the numbers inverse, so uh, my bad. But anyway, enjoy the show. We are here to talk about the uh, definitive uh, DC Comics uh, relaunch or reboot or whatever you want to call it. Um, As we all know, there are 52 uh, titles launching this September. Right now, between myself and our fellow co-hosts this week, uh, Donnie Salvo, uh, Daryl Taylor, and John Carroll, we are going to discuss the pros and cons of this relaunch, in our personal opinion. And then we're going to talk about uh, some of the books that we are interested in and and, you know, some other things along the way. And what I would like to do is, I would like the opinion of Super Salty right now. He is so salty. His name is right now Sir salts a about the DC relaunch for Donnie Salvo. Uh, Donnie, could you tell us, in, our, in your opinion, the pros and cons for you of this DC relaunch? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us your real opinion. I... 
Well, at first I was all, I was very angry. I, I was upset. I was downtrodden. You cried. <laughs> I, uh. What? Sean and I were texting each other back and forth for like two weeks. He, 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 he talked me down off the ledge. But you know what really, the thing that pissed me off about the whole thing was not the collars. It wasn't the collars. It, it wasn't the fact. It wasn't the fact that Hawk came back from the dead just to get no feet. Now, it had nothing to do with that. It had to do with I am like the Batman line has been the best it's ever been in like I don't even I can't even tell you in how long and then and then now it's it's just it's just it's rebooted. After having time to process it, I'm a little bit better. He spoke to his counselor. My therapist says <laughs> I have to I have to ex- I have to accept change. He prayed on it. I'm trying. <laughs> Talk to Jesus. Your gardener. And, uh, <laughs> and um, I, I think once we talk about the individual time, there's a lot that I'm going to give a shot. And there's a lot that I just don't even care about. So okay. it right. might even surprise you. Now, listen, I know you are the salt of the earth <laughs> when, when, it, when it comes to this relaunch. Three In the past week, during our text messaging, while trying to pull you off the ledge, you were Morton's. You were Lowry's. I mean, you were even like like the Aldi's brand of salt. I mean, you were pure iodine and sodium for a while. I mean, it was just intense. So I'm glad that you're feeling better. And like I said, I know there are things that you that you're upset about. I mean, there is no uh, JSA as of this moment. They're they're on the bench per se. Don't, need, oh, don't get me started. You know, they've been Ed Neely'd. So uh, they are on the it's bench. Because they're old. <laughs> <laughs> They need to rest. Because I, I know that upsets you. I mean, because, like, it, you know, it's got me a little salty, too. I like the JSA, especially after when they brought them back years ago. But, you know. They couldn't get out of the, uh, they get out of the uh, Golden Corral before the early bird special. So you you got to fight crime at night, and they're already in bed by five. See, you were wrong. But, Donnie, I do definitely understand some of the saltiness that you have. I understand that. But we're going to get through it together, step by thank, step. Thank you. Daryl, uh, go ahead and give us your pros and cons on the DC relaunch, sir. Well, pros is it, it, it was time to change up on some of these titles. And I was, I'm was i excited about um, some of the characters they brought back. Like, I was a Wildstorm fan, so I'm excited about Grifter and, and Stormwatch and just a lot of the books that, they, that they're mentioning. Now, the cons is going to be, like Donnie, some of the Batman stuff. Some of the bad titles that I'm going to miss that the, are, are going to be the cons of it is the I'm going to miss Batgirl. I'm going to miss Birds of Prey. I'm going to miss Gail Simone Secret Six. Yep. And and, and I'm going to miss some of the voices. Like Brian Q. Miller, I think he's really doing a great job. I don't see him on the this 52 uh, list so far. So I'm going to miss him, you know, working at, at DC. And and I, I he might still be working. I know they're bringing up more titles because they did confirm that there are more titles coming. This is just the first wave. Yeah, but I gotta ask you. Hmm? Now, do we know like what is going to be a miniseries at all this, and what are are they just gonna be like Fox and see what works and what doesn't, and if it doesn't sell certain numbers by a certain amount of times, you're only gonna get well, three Harris, issues of Captain Adam. Well, no, Bob Harris yes. said they would change as it as is needed. Um, like they have, they they AKA, said if you ain't selling, you're gone. Right. They, they're working on other uh, minis and stuff right now so that whatever doesn't work, they can change it and, and, and bring out a new wave of books. So, so DC is going to gonna turn into Fox, basically. I want to lay money on what the first title to be canceled will be. Mr. I'm- Terrific. Shut up. Oh. No, it's going uh, to be Flying Black Man. 
<laughs> I was gonna say yeah, but because people are not Afro, gonna buy it. Well, like, I was gonna say Afro Man or uh, Hawk Man would be my two. Well, no, see the the okay. Here's the pro. Okay, here's the issue with the whole Batwing thing. That interview that Judd Winnick did was mm-hmm. so nondescript. It, yes, it, it was so nondescript. It's like, look, I understand if you really don't know that much about Africa, that's fine. <laughs> okay. That's that's fine because the way that interview came off, it's like this dude don't know shit about Africa. All right. What he said was, we got black people in Africa dealing with people in Africa. <laughs> yeah, pretty dealing much with issues in Africa. In Africa, and it's not like America because America is an entirely different place. But in Africa, it's completely different. You know, I wish he just would have talked with uh, the creative team of Unknown Soldier, um, yes. with like Dice Art and said, um, "What's Africa like?" Can you give me some? Can you give me some cliff notes? Could you, you know, if you'd have done something like that, that's fine. But that interview came off like, okay, you just got this book. Oh, by the way, we're giving you Batwing, and they're going to interview you about it in about five minutes. Uh, go. Right. The first, at the first thing John Whitting said was, "Why the fuck are we writing a book about Batman's plane?" See, exactly. Good. Even the interview about voodoo was very nondescript. Now, yes. now the thing is, is that if if there's like some type of NDA that says, well, you know, we really can't talk about anything right now, that's one thing. But these are interviews on legitimate sites. And so why even do the interview? Because it's so blank and so nondescript. So I had an issue with that. But no, Daryl, go ahead. If you Did you have more to say or? Well, just that they did like, I, yeah, I got that because they did, you know, a lot of stuff they can't talk about. And at the same time, they want to pimp the books. So it is making it panic in the skies because you don't know what the heck is going on. The only books that they really gave you a, a, a good uh, amount of information on was the bad books because so many people have, have uh, complained that they don't, you know, that they really enjoy the bad books and those bad books have been selling. So they give more information like they included. They did confirm that they are going to have the, the Batman Inc. stuff. They are going to have that Batman did die and come back. All that's going to be in it, you know. All that's going to be uh, previous uh, continuity, and they're going to take it from there. The same thing with the Green Lantern stuff. I know a book should be canceled, but it's no really a big deal because it'd probably be about three months late anyway. Every issue, and that'd be OMAC. Oh yeah. Well, and actually, I'll get to that. I'll, I'll, I'm going to get to that when it, when I go over my pros and cons. Um, yeah, okay, you do that, Sean. Bring it on. Punk. <laughs> Yeah, right, I'm, I'm you'll done. Never, uh, you'll never work there across the street there at the DC. <laughs> oh, he's talking trash about me, Sean. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I don't say jack about about you, sir. Yeah, all right then. I don't, well, listen, listen. When you do, okay, here's the thing. When you do a because they're doing that road trip, that DC road trip, talking about these books. Now, granted, now, granted, once again, this is on Twitter, so you don't know whether it's true or false. But when they were, I in- just want—I just want everybody in America to know that I—I uh, I named that after one of my favorite movies. <laughs> what are you talking about, OMAC again? Still, uh, no road you know, trip. Donnie Salvo oh, road hates trip. You. Okay, road trip. I, uh, <laughs> road trip. There, I like that one. That was the one with the guy with the testicle. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's now, uh, see, but the issue is, is that. And supposedly, supposedly, because I do not want to say that this is true. Uh, someone had mentioned on Twitter when they stopped by a uh, when they stopped by a shop to go through the uh, DC the DC relaunch. Mm-hmm. You know, he said he was a big fan of OMAC. You know, he wants it to work, but he feels Who's that guy. And, and, but but he feels that it's not going to last. It's not going to go any longer than six issues. Now, if this is true, why would you say that in general public? Why, dude? Even Jack Kirby wasn't a fan of OMAC. <laughs> 
<laughs> he just pulled he that out of his. He's like, ah. he, he did throw a lot of stuff at the wall. I mean, some stuff, <laughs> sure did. some stuff didn't. I mean, but see, that's what I loved about Kirby, though. Kirby, Kirby will create anything in a, in a heartbeat. It's like right. if, if if Ruby Spears needed a cartoon in three days, he would have a whole character lineup, storyline, and like a two season booklet ready to yeah. go on yeah. anything. Yeah. Giffen's actually doing the writing too on OMAG. Don't forget that. Yeah, and then that and that's going to be a big help if, if he's doing the dialogue, especially because Dan DiDio's. I'm what? sorry. His dialogue. I'm not gonna get a hundred. Di- I just felt the death of a hundred Kryptonians? Kryptonians. I'm not gonna get that. No, you're not. Classic. You're not gonna get that, sir. You're uh-huh. not gonna get that. But <laughs> and the Academy Award for Best Screenplay goes to. <laughs> you know, John, go ahead and uh, give us your pros and cons. Pros. I'm sure we're all gonna bring this up. Is day and date digital with the price dropping after a month? With we don't know what the price will drop after six months. Hopefully, we'll get some uh, packages with some trades and all that. Other pros, DC is looking to shake everything up. And let's be honest, stuff is getting a little stilted. This way, they can reboot some continuity, mm-hmm. get rid of some stupid shit, uh, bring it back to not just core essences of characters, but bring it back to a start, a new kind of starting place. And then go, well kind of do like what they did after crisis to a degree where they said okay this happened but this didn't happen this happened but this didn't happen another cons but i'm like why the hell does fucking swamp thing need a title i'm sorry i know you like grifter and i think the art looks okay but who all was out there crying out for the Stormwatch titles that shit wasn't even doing seven grand well, you also got you also got to look at it like this. They did not push. They did not push those Stormwatch titles mm-hmm. like they pushed the DC titles. And every time they try to do a Stormwatch event, the Jim team, Lee don't need another check that badly. No, I, I know he didn't because he's doing his other stuff. But what I'm trying to say is, is that every time they would try to do a Stormwatch event or, or relaunch, the creative teams that were on those books would get pulled to do DC stuff. So you're literally, you know, shooting yourself in the foot with the Stormwatch stuff and that's and, and with constant or Wildstorm or um, um Wildstorm. They, re- they rebooted Wildstorm more often than I had to reboot my Packard Hell uh, running Windows 98 back in the day oh you know I understand that but see but a lot of that was due to the fact they would actually have strong creative teams on a, on a lot of those Wildstorm books and they say oh we got this we got this event coming up you 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 over here and so then they're like, fuck, then the books go nowhere. Okay, we got to start all over again. And, and, and that didn't make a lot of sense. Now, there was some stuff in Wildstorm that I did enjoy, like, say, for instance, the uh, Welcome to Tranquility miniseries. That, yep. was, that was really cool. That's good stuff. That was good. Yeah. Um, you know, they had, like, a lot of, a lot of good miniseries in that, but, like, this, the, in that line. But as far as the mainstream titles in that uh, Wildstorm universe went, that was a whole different, a whole different story. It was, sometimes it was a mess, and sometimes it was decent. But well, Wildstorm um, got got labeled a stigma. Well, that's why I, I never read it. When I, when and, I back. and people didn't touch it. But if you read it, if you actually read it, and, and the creators they had on it, they had some good stories on it, and they were easy and accessible stories that you can jump onto. Yeah, the that if you take off that and throw them in a, just throw them in as a DC comic, and and give this to somebody like Grifter is such an easy guy. This guy's gonna be chasing. You know, monsters or whatever. Uh, uh, doing supernatural every week. You can give that to somebody who watches supernatural, and maybe you can 
have them check out a comic that they would have never touched. And okay, now here's the one thing that I do have to say is that, and this is my biggest con, all of these titles are occurring on the same Earth, correctly? I mean, we're bringing in the 35 DC titles. We're bringing, plus, right. we're bringing in the former Stormwatch titles. We're putting them all on one Earth, mm-hmm. except for really what, Demon Knights... And no, no, that might be the no same, same Earth. Earth. It's just the Bob Harris. Yeah, but that's in the past. That's in the past, right, though. Right. And you've got All Star Western in the past, and right. pisses me off because you could have done an All Star Squadron slash JSA book and just did it in 1940. Whatever, Neptune, your- whatever, Neptune Perkins. Uh, See, dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but you know, dude, I don't probably- give a shit. Get Neptune per- Perkins punching a Nazi on a submarine in the face, and you would buy that page. Oh, yeah, you know that's going to be one of the exactly. first things to come up to replace in Blackhawk. But, I mean, do we really need Blackhawks, Suicide Squad, well, Suicide uh, Squad. Stormwatch, D- uh, and JLA, and Teen Titans, and all that? You got all these team books occurring on Justice League Dark. Okay, that one I can justify. All on one Earth. At the same time, it's like, no. I mean, JLA and Stormwatch are the same fucking team, basically. You don't Not need this really. many. What, well, they're both in a satellite. They're both doing essentially the same thing. One's a little Maybe dirtier than the other. Maybe they're swapping it out, man. Maybe they're swapping yeah, I'm saying, it out. That's what we're going to have to find out. That's my Well, conflict. the Stormwatch is going to be the team that's going, that is their job is to oversee super, you know, anybody with abilities. Even if they're superheroes, their job is to make sure that they but you've don't. You've also got JLI in addition. I mean, I think you've got too many teams. But JLI International is more of a um, just. It's just more of a team working for the UN. And yeah, they, just, and everyone. Well, that was what Stormwatch was. Yeah, but Stormwatch it it turned more into not really working. Not it's like the CIA and the FBI, and 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 then you have your yeah different branches. And Stormwatch is kind of that black ops CIA in the background stuff that they do the missions and stuff that, that they kill. They you know they take out somebody when they have to. Yeah, and I just Superman. think there's too many team books on one Earth. I think that yeah, you can have that, but I mean, you've Apollo and Midnight are Batman and Superman. Do you really need two teams with a Superman and Batman? Of course, it's Batman. He's got to be on every damn team. So. Do you really have to have this many team books? Set I, on I did notice, though, that, that since this is Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. he is spread quite thin in the DC universe, man. Oh, well. he's, he's on both Justice Leagues, 27,000 of his own books. Well, you got to understand, uh, you know, Batman is, you know, Warner Brothers' uh, most popular character. Oh, no, yeah. I understand, yeah. but I'm just saying. It's oh, yeah. like, oh, no, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, it, it's, it's absolutely crazy. But like I said, it's no different than Wolverine or, or Spidey. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you do when you you know that's what you do when you ha- when your most popular movie character and cartoon character and everything else um, you know is in the forefront. You put him in as many books as possible. That's just how that's just how it worked. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, that that's how it worked. Pros and cons um, for me with this DC relaunch. Um, pros you know some of this john had mentioned um you know dc's been getting its butt kicked in the direct market for a very very long time mm-hmm. um you know their market share compared to marvel's is just it's, it's bad so when you like when you're in the 20 percent and uh, marvel's in the 40s and it's been like that for for extended period of time 
that means you have some work to do. I understand the relaunch. I understand, you know, they want to bring in new readers. They want to do day and date digital. I think all that's good with the advent of the DC Nation, uh, which is supposed to be on Cartoon Network this fall, which is also supposed to um, intertwine not only like, you know, cartoons with like all types of superheroes. It's also supposed to talk about books that are either in store or coming soon and things like that. So that's advertising. That's self-advertising, which is smart. They also said they're going to do actual advertising on these books and not just on the internet. They're also going to do this on TV. If that's true, good on them. Because we haven't seen comic books advertised on TV in a long time. Now, granted, when it was done way back when, there were probably over 5,000 comic book stores. Advertising for just 1,500 or even less than that stores, I can admit and say, that's kind of silly. But you also have Barnes & Noble with comic books now. Hastings, which is you know, in, 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 you know across, across the country, they have comic books now. And with Marvel doing this whole newsstand thing in the coming months where they take like a bunch of books and collect them and sell them for $3.99 on newsstands very soon, um, DC needs to do as much as possible to get in as many markets as possible and announce that they're everywhere. So advertising for them will be a good thing. As far as the, the cons go, I've got a few. Okay. F from my standpoint, I see 52 titles and I see diversity in characters, which is good. I see diversity in characters, which is great, but I don't see diversity in the production of these books. And Amen. That, and that's a problem for me. That is a very big problem for me. So you mean to tell me that out of 52 books, uh, if I work it down as to writer, artist, anchor. So it's 52 books times three. That's 156 jobs, okay? Now, out of those 156 jobs, you could only hire two black dudes or three black dudes or, or three, you know, or, or basically one woman. Really? Now I know. Now I know. Some they, they went to some people and said, "Hey, would you, do you want to be part of this relaunch?" And they said, "Well, okay, I'm busy. I've got these projects going on and stuff like that." But you mean to tell me you can only really find two or three black people and one woman to be part of this relaunch? Now, granted, there might be stuff that that some of these folks might be working on down the line, but that's part of the problem. It the way it's been presented has been kind of rough. Okay. So that is where my frustration lies. I see diversity on the covers and in, and in the comics itself, but I don't see diversity in the production of the comics. The only counter argument I have to that is there are several Hispanic uh, creators in this. I mean, not just South American, but also Filipino and other. So, I mean, you do have some diversity. It may not be black, but you do have Hispanic uh, artists in this as well. Yeah, and and I'll give you that, but they've been in the for they've been in the forefront of creating comics for a while though, and that's not hating on them. That's not it's not hating on them at all. I give them props. They got work great. I just wanted just like a little bit more diversity. I wanted more more female representation, and I wanted just like a little bit more representation from from black creators, and it didn't happen. And hopefully, it happens later on. The issue is, is that the people that have worked hard for DC over, you know, over the past couple of years, it looks, it, mm -hmm. it, the way it comes off with this relaunch, it looks like those people aren't getting rewarded. It might be happening later on, but we don't really see that. And it's, it's basically all in how you present what you're trying to do. And that was the problem. I think that the presentation of this was a little off. 
problem. But see, they had to play their cards before they had to announce this relaunch before San Diego Comic Con because oh, yeah. because now they can run the roost with San Diego Comic Con, especially this year because a lot of studios at the Comic Con decided not to show up. So now DC can run the roost and say, hey, we could talk about all these books. Everybody will know about the relaunch, and hopefully that would generate sales. Like I said before, how much in sales can you generate when you only have about 1,500 comic book shops? And remember this, though. I mean, they uh, Mayo talked about it, I think, not on the current issue of uh, the Mayo report, <laughs> but on last month's. The difference why Marvel beats DC out every month is those 20 extra titles that Marvel puts out. Mm-hmm, right. If you compare them average to average, they both average around 23,000 per title. But that's the thing is that Marvel puts out the puts out 105 titles, DC puts out 85. Yeah, they There's play your game difference. Now. They play so that D- game now with the double shipping of a lot of titles. Yeah, but they so, don't call it by monthly. They just yeah. say it's shipping. It's like like the Hulk's is twice a month. A couple mm-hmm. other things is twice a month. It's like literally, if DC, the only way to if they would have to sell, I think around thirty k per title to tie Marvel. So I mean, that's my that's one thing I'm going to say is that I don't think DC long term can beat Marvel unless they come up with another twenty another fifteen titles. They can put out say fifteen more titles that they'll be able to beat Marvel on occasion, but that's the reason why Marvel beats DC is those 20 titles a month. Yeah. Doesn't sound like much, but that's 460,000 copies mm-hmm. that Marvel beats DC every month. A, a, a pro when it comes to this relaunch is that at least for a while, for a few months, they're going to do returnable books. Yeah. And and for shops, that's and for shops, that's probably a good thing. Well, it's returnable books if you ordered so there's like there's so, there's a there's a fine print on that thing, dude. Yeah, oh oh definitely. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely yeah. fine print on that. Yes, Forty sir. of the titles are returnable, uh up to if your amount if you ordered X amount right. plus and it's thirty cents per title, isn't it? Is is your charge. Yeah, there's a... and the other ten, the other twelve have I think uh it's an, an extra fifteen percent off. Yeah. It's an incentive, but it's just there. There's some, you know, it's not as cut as dry as it was back in the day. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, but of course, oh 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 yeah, definitely. But but it still helps. Um, we'll go through the titles and and if you want to talk about them for a minute, we can. Uh, we won't talk too long about each title uh, because we want to give them all their just due. I, I just want to say something real quick. As yeah. far as number ones go. That depends on what DCBS deal is going on this That's month. That's what I'm waiting for. Because if it's like, you know, 52 titles for 52 bucks, then I, I'll probably pick up at least the number ones. But there's some titles here I'll tell you straight out I'm not even interested in. So I'm just I'm just saying as far as number ones go, it depends on the deal. We'll start with Justice League with the creative team of Jeff Johns and Jim Lee. The team has a Cyborg, Flash, Batman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Soups. Uh, yes, no, or maybe. Yes. Yes, I'm buying two copies because it's polybagged, and I want one to hold because you know I can like I can resell it to to pay for Jack's college education. Stop it. <laughs> what about you, Donnie? I've always bought Justice League, and I always will buy Justice League. Uh, I'm even buying Justice League now. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. God, that, that'll be ongoing. I mean, we all know that that's going to oh, be Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think they're going. trying to push this to Avenger status. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and when they get a new artist on it, because you know this is only going to run with Jim Lee for maybe six. Six, six yeah. Years, and then they'll put another artist in. This right. is in the, in the past. It was, Three? That's five years in the past? Yeah. And, and, then it, and then it moves forward. So at least for the first arc, maybe two. I don't know. But 
they haven't confirmed that, but at least for that, it'll be Jim Lee. And then after that, we don't know. My vote would be a yes. Now, I'm, I'm willing to check that out because I do like that team. Number two, Wonder Woman, a team of Azarello and uh, Cliff Chiang. Uh, that gets that would get a yes from me. Yes. No. I agree with Donnie. No. Um, reason why it gets a yes from me is because I'll, I'm a big fan of Cliff Chiang, but the Azarello Chiang team, I think, is a good deal. Wonder Woman has always been a book at DC that's had it that has been on the peaks and valleys for like the last decade, you know, last 15 years. It's been peaks and valleys. Hopefully, this time they can get some solid footing. Hopefully, it, it will sell. Let's move on to Aquaman. I uh, got my pants off already. Yes, <laughs> uh, the, the, that, it, it's going to be beautiful because it's got Yvonne Hayes artwork. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a good story, but it's Aquaman. I, if it, if the only reason it'll go longer than twelve issues is Jeff Johns is writing it. I'm going to give it an arc. What's wrong with you? Well, no, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm going to give it an arc. Like John said, it is Aquaman. I mean, there's only so much <laughs> shit you can do. <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. If to, to me, if it was that uh, brave and the bold Aquaman that said like outrageous, like every, every like 15 minutes, I would get it. I'm I'm not the biggest Aquaman fan in the world. I would pass on it. Sean, you ain't passing on it because you're gonna get it mailed to you and you're gonna read it. <laughs> this is where your Neptune Perkins will pop up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next book, The Flash. Uh, creative team of uh, Francis Manipul and uh, Brian Bucalato on the creative team for The Flash. Bucalato. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Barry Allen. Go take a nap. All righty. So we got a note from John. What about you, Donnie? I will. I want to get it. I I'm just worried about if it's going to come out on time because if it doesn't, it's not. I don't know. This past Flash book was it there wasn't a lot going on that to keep was Jeff John's fault though if you check um Francis Manipole's tweets and his website he actually all those books oh, the flashpoint he got them all those books late all those scripts came in late so it wasn't him that was late okay all right damn came up like his lawyer and shit <laughs> well you know i i felt this i got mad and felt the same way but when i actually read the guy's tweet i felt kind of bad because everybody blames the first person you blame is the artist but it, what it really was with Jeff Johns was late with the scripts and he get he got off scot free he didn't get blamed for any of it uh, my answer yeah. is if they keep Barry Allen out of the courtroom for 3 years then i am in okay uh, i would uh, opt out i'm, I'm on the fence i'm on the fence to see how it goes cuz i can give or take on that one i'll get the first issue but after that it'd be like if i hear good things i'll buy it after it's been out a month or so Gotcha. And digital. All right. Um, let's see. Next would be the Fury of Firestorm creative team of uh, Gail Simone, Ethan Van Skyver, and who? This is a tough one, Donnie. You don't even think you could get this one. Yidley Ray Sinar. Yardare Shidar. Sinar. All right. Actually, McNiferson. Yidley Ray. Whitey McNiferson. Eh. 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 All righty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Donnie, what, what say you? Uh, probably buy the first issue. I don't know if it'll go on from there. All righty. Uh, what about you, Daryl? My love for Gail Simone's writing will outweigh Ethan Van Skyver and my love for the artist because he was the artist on uh, Legion and he was really good. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out. I will wait for Daryl to send me his copy. <laughs> Uh, you know, look, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not trying to hate. It's just that it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, I'll pass. And if, if it, and if it actually is as good as people are trying to say it's going to be, I'll give it a go. 
But Daryl, just send me that copy when you're done, and, and we're good. Check it out now. Let's go to Green Arrow, the creative team of JT Cruel and Dan Jurgens. We will start with Daryl. Done and done. Uh, I'm kidding them. Okay. Uh, Donnie? Fuck that. He ruined my one. JT Cruel ruined one of my favorite fucking characters. <laughs> dumbass fucking Green Arrow series. Uh, and, Dude's uh, a friend of Jeff Johns. He can't write. <laughs> Stop that. He can't write. He can't write. Just because you talk Titan to him and he thinks he's your buddy. Don't Team shut up. Titan was good. Shut up. Yeah, Team Titan was before. good. Yeah, all right. He Shut up. Shut up. We're trying to do a show here, Daryl. Sir Salt's a lot has spoken. <laughs> uh, John, what say you? This is like reaching into that Whitman sampler and getting that coconut, cherry, nasty one that's been in there like 18 years. Because on the outside, <laughs> you got your Dan Jurgens, who I love. Yeah, that's going to be pretty. And then you have JT Kroll. Wait, I love Green Arrow, so I'm a whore, so I will buy it. But I won't like it. This, I'm on the fence because this this decision I would be on the fence on because I am a very big fan of Dan Jurgens. He's, I, you know, to me, one of, one of, one of my faves. Um, the JT Cruel thing has been real hit and miss. Yep. Very hit. It's been very hit or miss. There have been times where I'm like, hey, that's not bad. And then other times I'm like, oh, not a good look. He had a, he had a superhero beat up thugs with a dead cat. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's the superhero I want to read. <laughs> Here, here, One arm superhero. Here, kid, here, kids, read this uh, comic about this uh, drug drug addict uh, superhero that has an impotence problem. Yep, there you go. Well, yeah. I read it in the school. I went to the schools with it, and I read it. <laughs> <laughs> I read it kids, because they got to learn. Did you read it like on the... Uh, you read it like, what's his name for uh, Chappelle? What was the name of the bum that Chappelle used to do? He used to oh, go yeah, to the... Tyrone Biggins. Yes, Tyrone, Tyrone Biggins. Biggins. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, you <laughs> I thought he read it like on the attic. And then he took the pussy and he hit him in the head with it. Hey, my money, teacher bitch. Let's see, Let's see. <laughs> Sorry, they cried right. a little bit, but they're all right. Kids need to learn. Yeah, they're yeah, they they of the Little right. something you didn't know about me, Joe Rogan. I shoot arrows. <laughs> this ain't the first time I had penis in my mouth. Joe Rogan. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving on, uh, moving on. We're gonna go to. Uh, you, don't, you don't get blowjobs for weed. <laughs> we <laughs> we are moving on to uh, Justice League International. The creative team of uh, D- uh, Dan Jurgens and Aaron Lepresti. I say yes. yes. Super excited. Yes. Super duper. Yes. yes. Uh, I'm gonna even say that. got that General of Sow's Chicken or whatever the hell that character's name is. General and I- August General and Iron. Yeah, him. I'm gonna be in. I'm in. I, I want to learn more about him. I will say this. It'll. I don't think it'll go past twenty-four issues. To hell with you. <laughs> I, no, I tell you what. I, was, I just don't. I think. I just don't think it'll last longer than two years. All right, I think whatever. Go ahead. You have your little opinion, John. <laughs> there is well, there's so well, much saltiness right now in this episode. Salt. Yeah, very. Mm. Mr. Terrific. Um, Cancel. Shut up. <laughs> with Eric Ro- Eric Wallace and Robert Robinson. Cancel. Um, Shut up. <laughs> I, I will say... Irish because he's got a red goatee. Shush. It's going to have the end last issue on the, on the last page of the first issue one is going to say last issue. The end. You know what? All the, all the, all the hate y'all giving right now, oh, that's, a, that's a lot of hate. Why are you going to give the brother all the hate? I'm not hating, Sean. I just know... I know. No, trust me. I know, how, I know how the industry works, too, and I know how a lot of these fanboys are, and I know how it's going to go. I Trust me. I know how it's going to go. Maybe, it'll, maybe it will do well digitally, but it probably won't do well in their direct market. Because You know what, Sean? You know what my favorite tone of somebody saying my best friends are black? 
mm-hmm. and I and I burned the cross on your backyard. Yeah. This is what it is. This is what I read. I love Mr. Terrific in a team book, but wow. I'm not going to read him in a solo. I, That's wow. the same thing as saying I know. best friends are black. black. No, I know. I know. I, I agree with you 100%. I, I heard that in the last issue, they're going to bring back Klansman that used to fuck with Amazing Man in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> if they do Michael Holt like T'Challa, that'll be good. If they don't do him like T'Challa and they treat him like Luke Cage, uh, it'll be horrible. I don't so think I'm on if they treat him like Luke Cage. But it's got to be Luke Cage from the 70s. He's got to be wearing a tiara. Say say sweet Christmas every five seconds. And no, he's got to be like Happy Hanukkah because that'd be like <laughs> copyright infringement if he yeah, says he sweet. Got to have a headband. I mean, yes, right. but the only problem is he is the head of a successful high tech corporation and institute that recruits and encourages the finest minds of the next generation to excel. Hey, or 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 as, or as DC Universe constantly constantly likes to tell you, he's the third smartest person in the DC Universe. Right. I'm like. Your second, your third best. Your third best. Your best. <laughs> remember your place. Your third best. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that. That's a nice thing to do to black people. Tell them remember their place. Yeah, it's real smart. Very. Smart. I, I heard the only people gonna... smarter than him are Adam and and bats. I don't know because because uh... you know they always put bats up there, man. They always put bats up there. Oh yeah, oh. He'll, he'll be one. He'll be like number one in Luther. He Wait. was four. He was fourth, and they killed Ryan Choi. Oh. Wait a minute. Well, yeah, but in his defense, he was Asian. I mean, the average Asian kid is smarter than all of us put together right now. Look, look, he could get, look, look Ryan Choi could do math, but what else could he do? Stop it. Wait, uh, wait this just in. DC released Mr. Terrific Cell so bad they canceled the character. <laughs> Listen to that hate. You know what? Wait, wait, wait. Covers by J.G. Jones, so you know it'll be late. Oh, I'm going to give it a whirl. I'm going to give it a whirl. I, I don't know if I could. In all honesty, I'm not even. I mean, Mr. Terrific was just like a member of the JSA. <laughs> I didn't really care for him one way or the other, to be honest with you. So for him to have a solo series, I just didn't see it. But, you know, fuck it. I hope it I hope it sells 100 million copies. I don't I, care. I, I, He's not stereotypical enough to sell to, to certain He's not stereotypical. He's got tats. Absolutely. He's, Sean know what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you that, that's my argument about T'Challa versus... Right. He's a complicated man. T'Challa was fine no when he was in New York him. fighting, but when he went to Africa, if I hear one more person say, "Oh, why I got so? Why is he in Africa so much? Like, what is the, what does Wakanda have to do with with uh, Black Panther? La- that was the problems that they were having. What they really wanted to say was, why was so many black people in all these issues? <laughs> <laughs> I said I'd this have right. surrounded by. I'd rather T'Challa be the only black guy in the room. This is, direct, black this is a have. direct quote from my comic book shop owner, and I said this to Sean. T'Challa is for black people who read comics. Luke Cage is for white people who like black people who read right. comics. Captain Adam, creator team of J.T. Cruel and Freddie Williams III. Pass. First issue, and that's it, probably. Pass. I'm, you know what? I haven't been a Captain Adam fan since uh, since the '80s. So, so I pass. Not even a Justice League Extreme. That's Extreme Justice, people. Yes, yes, Extreme Justice. When they brought in the Wonder Twins, but uh, anyway, Blue Beetle body. Yeah, I don't like Silver people. But um, he's only good in a team book. I don't like him in a solo. (laughs) (laughs) All right, someone who had the guts to say it. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right, moving on. We're going to go to a DC Universe Presents. It's going to have Speaking a... Speaking of white people, dead man. <laughs> it's going to have a rotating team of, uh, of artists and writers. Uh, focuses on dead man and other characters. That... It's gone after, yes. months, after a month. Yes. That I would say... I'm in for that. That I would say, I, I, I would say yes I'm out. I love DC Comics Presents, and I love Brave and the Bold, so I am in. Uh, the Savage Hawkman, creator team of Tony Daniel and Philip Tan. Great character, yes. great creators, horrible character. Uh, I'll give it an arc. I'm in it. I'll give it an issue, maybe an arc. That's about it. I think it'll be the first one of these that'll actually be canceled. I don't think they have the guts to cancel Mr. Terrific before 12 issues. Savage Hawkman, I think they will cu- They may cancel after an arc. A book that we know isn't getting canceled, Green Lantern, Jeff Johnson, Doug Monkey. Nope. <laughs> I'm reading it. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'll wait for the trade. I'll, I'll get it. Yeah. Nope. I'm not the biggest Hal Jordan fan in the world. Uh, pass. Green Lantern Core, the creative team of Peter Tomasi, Fernando Pissarin, and Scott Hanna. Discuss. Because you're just buying nope. Stewart's. Yep. Now, no, no. Okay, wait a minute. Now, now Daryl is back to back nose on these Lantern books. Is <laughs> is he is he just going to be anti anti Lantern the whole way through? No, 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 no. Uh, it ain't even like that. I I really actually got tired of the Green Lantern. I stopped buying the Green Lantern books. Green Lantern, the New Guardians, the creative team of Tony Bedard, Tyler Kirkham, and Bat. Nope. Captain Pla- uh, Green Lantern, Captain Planet. I'm gonna give it a shot and see what it's like. I, I have no, com- I'm, I'm not committing, but I will maybe buy the we'll first get, issue. Maybe we'll find out stuff on the Indigo Core. That's about it. Um, oh, so Donnie, you're going to go out to dinner, but you're not going to put out. That's pretty much it, yeah. No, okay. uh, non-committal. Right. Uh, same, same way. Non-committal. And the, and the next one, I'm, I'm ordering lobster. Oh. I'm still not putting out the next one. <laughs> you're just saying lobster because it's red. Is That would be Red Lanterns, uh, who that's are next. That, that's a uh, creative team of Peter Milligan, Ed Bennis, and Rob Hunter. Nope. Rob got, Hunter. I, I, I love Ed Bennis. Mm-hmm. Three issues. Three issues. I think it'll go. Well, I think it'll go six. No, I mean I'm three with Ed Bennis. The rant, lantern love is going. Oh, through. Ed. Yeah, Ed. It'll be replaced by a guest artist on issues. Yeah, he he can give you three. He'll give you three issues. He's not going. Guest go. artist Scott Collins. Green, Green Lantern, New Guardians canceled at six. Red Lanterns canceled at twelve. You think they're gonna fold up those things with the movie not doing as well? You think they're gonna be a little bit more harsher on the? Well, you know why? Why bother? Six Strange Joe gonna be in Green Lantern New Guardians? You can combine all these these characters in the Green Lantern Green Lantern Core books like you're doing right now. So why would you waste the money if people aren't gonna buy it? Yeah, they basically took Emerald Warriors and split it into New Guardians and Red Lantern. Right. Well, Red Lanterns one was originally supposed to come out around what two months ago, but they held it back, and it was only gonna yeah, be yeah. six. It was only going to be six issues. This, I'm seeing Red Lanterns will only be a six issue. And New Guardians 1 might be two. I think those are two of their ones they are going to be designated yeah. as limiteds. Yeah, this is Because Red Lanterns was going to be limited no matter when it was originally going to come out. Oh, yeah, really? It looks like they're really putting everything on that on the Green Lantern movie. And that's why they did so many. I could see two. I could see two Green Lantern books. But to put this many on there... It looks like they were really counting on. They did okay with Green Lantern, GL Corps, and uh, right. Emerald Warriors. That was good because Emerald Warriors was your third book. Was your it was your it was your guy book, and you had your Hal book, and you had your John Stewart and Kyle book. But now it's like New Guardians is your Kyle book, and it's like Red Lanterns. Like I said, that was originally going to come out as a six issue limited anyway. So right. that's gone after six issues. Yeah. All right. Um, now we are getting into uh, some of the Bat Family uh, books. Yay. Um, Batman, the creative team of Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. I will say Hell yes. Hell yes. Yeah. All righty. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Detective Comics with everything done by Tony Daniel. Yes. yes. 
this is another one that's going to be set five years in the past, and I'll say yes. Give, I'll give Tony the benefit of the doubt, but impartial. Batman and Robin, the creative team of Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason, I will say yes. 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 Yeah. Very yeah. positive yes. Batman the Dark Knight, creative team of David Finch and Richard Friend. Fuck he no. owed me a book. Maybe in trade. Okay. Yes, because I, I have to. In, in, in trade in trade paperback, I would agree. Now, digital, digital trade or real trade? <laughs> what if the difference? Real is, trade. What if it's a four dollar difference? Hmm. Because like Comicsology right now is running a whole. Oh, shit. if I had an iPad, I would probably get a lot of don't, this crap don't. on digital, but don't. I don't. So, because I don't have friends with money. Don't. Go ahead. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Inch tablets that's coming out. A lot of those support Comicsology's apps. Yeah. A book that I w- that I'm looking forward to: uh, Batwoman, J. H. Williams III, Hayden Blackman, and Amy Reader. Yes, yes, so no. yes. No, mm. I don't like Williams's art. Okay, no, it's hey, it's okay. It's, it's you don't okay. have. To. It just makes it hurts my eyes. I just thought you didn't like lesbians. Oh, I like lesbians. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Batgirl, creative team, yes. yeah, uh, Gail Hell Simone, yes. uh, Ardian, Cif, C- Vicente, Cifuentes. <laughs> Drink. Uh, <laughs> I'm in for an issue in the first arc, but if they don't successfully explain why she's back in the suit, because they did say Killing Joke occurred, mm-hmm. and she and they implied she's still a cripple, I want to know why. I don't care why. I, mean, I, I do. I want it. I want it. I, I like Stephanie, and I liked Cassie. I yep. do too. I, I, I love. I like them better than her. But with Gail Simone writing, you're going to get the story, dude. Trust you're going to get it. She and this character, you're going to get it. And I understand why they had to do it, dude. How awesome would it be if they just if they just like are fucking with people, and it's just it's just Stephanie Brown with a red wig on. Like, like the fat girl from the old um, TV said show. They said it's her. Yeah, they can say a lot of they things. They a lot of stuff. Up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, kind of like uh, you do on dates, Daryl. Whatever gets them in the door. Birds of prey. Yes, How let's about move that? on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, let's move on. Uh, birds of prey. Yay or a nay? Yay. Yes, because I want to know who the chick with the Japanese helmet is. That's Satana, isn't it? Zat- Don't tell me. Satana? Satana. Katana? What's the chick with the outsiders? Who's the outsiders? Katana. 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 That's Katana there. That's Katana there. I wrote her for over a year. Um, Only two weeks she came out. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> um, okay. I am impartial. Um, I don't really like the designs uh, that much, especially Black Canary's design. I think that design is not very appealing at all. I am impartial. But it, it, the, oh, quick question. Does anybody else read uh, Red Robin besides me? I do. Yes. You remember that chickie he broke out of jail that was wearing like that helmet? Oh, That's yeah, yeah. What she, she looks... Maybe it's her. It looks vaguely similar in the helmet. Well, he was Tim The Lynx. In this new, in new Lynx, thing. yeah, that's I, who it is. I think it might be her. You don't, I don't know. All right. I like the chickie, who's the chicky sitting down? I don't know. The who? The what? No, I don't know. I have no idea who that is. Um, hmm. Starling, that's who that is. Oh, that's Grace. The chick who's sitting down? That's not Grace. It's. I bet you that's Ev. That's that. What they're calling Ev Crawford. Hmm. And nobody, for, everybody forgot about Grace. Nobody forget about his best character ever. Okay, next. All right. Um, moving, what? moving on to fucking uh, high. <laughs> moving on to Catwoman, the creative team. Yes. Judd Winnick and no. Gillian March. No. Yes. 
I really don't care about Catwoman. She's sexy. Batman. Whatever. Bye. No. Yeah, I, that's one thing I've heard a little bit too much during the promotion of this new Catwoman book is, is that she's sexy. I'm like, yo. Can, I like Judd Whittick, so yes. You know, if, if can you give me more than just saying she's sexy? If that's all you got, you got to do better than that. So, impartial. Nightwing, the creative team of Kyle Higgins and Eddie Barrows. Oh, heck yes. If it's in Bloodhaven, yes. No, uh, it's, I am, it's I'm, in um, Gotham. I am a big fan of Magnum P.I., so I want Higgins to keep working, so I will buy Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As a little bit salty as I am that, that um, Dick Grayson is no longer Batman, I will uh, give Nightwing the love, and I would say yes. Red Hood and the Outlaws. It's a creative team oh, of, of... two uh, thumbs way the hell up. Uh, I love it. Heck yeah. Scott Lobdell and Kenneth Rockefort. <laughs> I, this just looks so damn ridiculous. I can't turn it down. Well, see, and people sleep on Scott Lobdell anyway, and I'm actually glad this dude is working. I would, I would have to say yes. Batwing, creative team of Judd Winnick and Ben Oliver. Um, if it was a different writer after that interview, I'm not sold. As much as, see, if this was Grant Morrison doing Batwing, I'd have said yes in a heartbeat because the way Grant Morrison introduced Batwing and Incorporated, fantastic. But the way Winnick talked about Batwing, no. Uh, no. Afrobats. Somebody Afrobats. Got Afrobats will be a. He'll be a he'll be a arc. That's about, he'll be a he'll be a trade. That's it. Yeah. What are you saying, Jerry? Are you buying it? Yeah. Somebody got to do it. Yeah, I'm buying it too, man. Eh, sure. Why the hell not? I want it to work, man. And I just and I just I hope that Winnick actually goes in and gives us you know, and gives us something that's definitely comes across stronger than that nondescript interview. Well, so, Donnie, you want to do a Batwing uh, podcast? Yeah, it'll be two two episodes. Yeah. Okay. We'll get together three times a week. It'll still be two episodes. <laughs> and it will be sponsored it will be sponsored by Mortons because you are salty. Yes. <laughs> a swamp thing. The creative team of Scott Scott Snyder, Yannick Paquette, and Francesco Francavilla. Say hell no. I I really don't care about Swamp. I've never been a Swamp Thing fan. Yeah. I'll probably get the first issue and that's it. I'm gonna get the first issue because that's just one hell of a creative team, and I. But I can, if they get me to care about Swamp Thing, boy, you know that's good. Yeah, I've never been the Swamp Thing fan, so like this really doesn't appeal to me. But once again, like Donnie said, the creative team alone has does pique my interest. So I right now will say impartial. Next book, Animal Man, the creative team of Jeff Lemire, Travel Foreman, and Dan Green. What yes. say you? No. Yup. I would say yes to that because uh, I do like the character of Animal Man, and I do like I'm a fan of Jeff Lemire, and I know he'll treat the character with respect. So, yeah, I would say yes. Justice League Dark, creative team of Peter Milligan and Michael or Michael uh, Janine uh, or Michael Janin, one of the two. Let's see here. What Shadow Pack version two point Oh yes, I'm in. I'll give it a whirl. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try it out. High, highly interested. Yeah. Highly, highly interested. Yes, I would say yes. 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 Demon Knights, the creative team of Paul Cornell, and I'm not going to pronounce that other name because I will jack that up. Because uh, I want Diogene Nevis. Diogene Nevis, thank you very much. And uh, yes, you And Eau Claire <laughs> Albert. Um, you be hey, hey, hey. Right, Stop it. <laughs> God, y'all gonna make this a bitch to edit. Um, you keep that in. You keep that in. Yeah, well, it, it came out all blurry. I couldn't. I couldn't hear anything anyway. Hey, so, hey, oh, hey. All right. Please, <laughs> Sean's getting mad. I'm gonna get my this one. 
Alrighty, no. Um, digital only on this one. I will not buy this on in regular. I'll only buy this in digital. Hell yeah, especially if it's MC Etrigan. <laughs> I don't know if I want rhyming on it. I don't know. Um, you know what? I would say yes to this. Paul Cornell's a hell of a writer, and and so he's never let me down. So I'd have to go with it. I'd say yes. Uh, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade by uh, Jeff Lemire and Al- and Alberto uh, Ponticelli. Yes. I say yes, yes. More than likely a yes, but I will wait and buy it digital first because I don't want to buy it unless I can get it for a buck or two. Frankenstein. The first couple, it's the first arc that's going to have to show me that it's good. Frankenstein with a, with a big old sword and, and, and an Uzi. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, we've already had that. It was called uh, Proof. Hmm. Whatever. I don't um, care. Frankenstein with a with a sword and a, with a Conan sword and and a snake eyes Uzi. I'm in. I don't I don't need no more than that. Go ahead. All right. Uh, let's see here. Resurrection Man, the uh, creative team of uh, Abnet and Lanning, with Fernando uh, Dajanino. I will uh, buy those four issues. I'll check one out. Well, I will I'll buy check- those three issues. <laughs> it's gonna be that many. Wow, you don't want to get the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought we were playing name that name. How- uh. <laughs> Oh. Team Salt. Yeah, I would check it out. Yeah. Team Salt has spoken. I would say, actually, I would say yes to this book. Yes. Um, Me too. I think it'll go. To, I think it'll go two arcs. Okay. So yeah. Um, really? They got to try and keep Batman and Landing happy because they've kind of. I'm down. Okay. I'll, no. Now, I Vampire is that? So I'm trying to remember if if that's coming from like if that's like the Vertigo I Vampire that, that they're bringing into the DCU or old school what? 70s. Oh, okay, was old there school a 70s. Vertigo? Never mind. I'm sorry. All right, all right. Old school I didn't 70s. Think there was a no. Vertigo I Vampire. No, no, no. It's all. It's that till last night. Um, it's old school. But anyway, I hmm. Vampire creative team of Josh Fiacolf and Andrea Sorrentino. Almost said. Almost said Sorrento. Uh, Sorrentino. No. Okay. No, I'm out. Isn't that a cheese? I know a cheese. Stop it, Daryl. Uh, no, quit, quit talking about food. Um, that's Sar- uh-huh. that's Sargento. No, but um, what, what say you, Donnie? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in for these uh, six issues. All right. What What about you, Daryl? Uh, I'm going to check out maybe one. If they do a bundle, I'll check one issue out see how it is. Voodoo, the creative team of Ron Mars and uh, Sami yes. Basri. Yes. This will be the first. I think this will be one of the ones that's cut after six. What say you, Donnie? Uh, I'll check out the first issue and see. I, I have no no experience with the character, so I, I'll check it out, see what it's like. If it grabs my attention, I might I may go. I'm it. in love with the stripper. Yeah, she's a stripper with what? What kind of powers or something? I mean, that is all the power she needs. There you go. I'm in. I like the creative team a lot. Sami's work on Power Girl was very good, and yes, and you really can't. And Ron Mars, I, I enjoy Ron Mars's writing, so that would yeah. be a yes for me. He writes women very well. His Nightwing was excellent. We will move on to Legion Lost. Yes. The team of uh, Nietzscheza and Woods. Hell despite, yeah. Despite the fact Nietzscheza did write one of the worst comics of all time, I'm in. Okay. NFL Super Pro! <laughs> Best comic ever. No, it's the worst comic ever. No, I, I would say an issue for, that. For, for 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 Legion Lost, I would I would buy that. I like that. I do like. Uh, I'm a big fan of Pete Woods. So uh, Legion yeah, Lost, a, yeah. What about you, this, Donnie? This sounds like a mini series to me. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna give. I'll give it a whirl. I'm not a big Legion guy, so I, I think I, it'll I'll go twelve it. issues, and it'll take ten years to trade it. I think six. I think it's gonna be like a six or eight. I'm making fun of the Legion Lost trade I got this week. Hmm. <laughs> 
we will move to Legion of Superheroes, the creative team of Paul Levitz and Francis Portella. In like Flynn. Out like the gout. <laughs> What's it? Uh, yes. Being in and out of comics for over the last 20 years and all the reboots with Legion, I'm, I'm pretty much done. I, I would pass. They said that Legion's going to be one of the least affected. Okay. It was, but still, I just all, all the stops and restarts. That's because it's confusing good. enough as it is. <laughs> yeah. But you, you didn't like the ones so far, the the, re- the recent run. No, no. I, I'm not, I, I don't. I mean, I got you know, I like that that recent that, that recent run wasn't bad. I'm just saying, it's just that that is one title that DC has constantly started back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and it, I think it comes to a point where I think you just really have to put it away for a long period of time and then bring it back to reintroduce it to everyone but but then again they are going for new readers so new readers wouldn't know about all the the stops and starts the stops and starts so you know more power to them but for me i'm just going to pass right now uh teen titans the creative team of scott lobdell brett booth and norm rapmund i will i will say once again i will say yes because scott lobdell is solid to me i'm all in I'm going to get it. I like X-Force. Uh, we're going to move on to Static Shock, the creative team of John Rosam, Scott McDaniel, and Jonathan Glapian. Yeah, I'm, sure, why not? I'm going to get it and cry every issue that I read because I don't think it's going to be good. That's I'm not getting it. I'm going to get it, though. You better get it, done. I'm not going to get it, man. You better um, get it. You tell me. It, honestly, if it had a better creative team, I would be full on board. I would probably get this digital. It's not that I don't like Scott McDaniel. I actually like enjoy the Shield. I like his artwork, but but not for everything. Not for everything. That would get a pa- that would get a direct market pass. If I if I hear good things about it, I'll, I'll pick it up and trade. But other but than that, know, I'm not gonna, really. Yeah. Gonna buy the single issues. You bought all them damn outsiders with them terrible writing. You gonna buy this? Yeah. <laughs> outsiders is awesome. Alrighty. Um, no, it was Radicator. not awesome. Stop it. Kumo D shades. Stop it. Um, a Hawk and Dove, the creative team of Sterling Gates and Rob yes. Liefeld. Yes. Hawk and Dove, the search to find feet. <laughs> I am in. <laughs> I want it. I'm looking forward to it. I, li- I like Rob Liefeld still. So um, wh- no, I do. I just breaking stone. What, no, I'm in. What, what say you, John? Meh. I, I don't see it lasting, but I'm in. Interested, but I, I don't know. Um, I said Liefeld's already got three in the can. Yeah, so. yeah. He's 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 been hustling on that book. Well, he was on time with with his um, Deadpool Corp run. He did Deadpool Core. He drew that, and he was on time with every issue. Stormwatch. Yes. In in in. I'm yeah, so I'm, I'm going to try this out. I have no experience with Stormwatch whatsoever. So I'm going to jump right in here. I want to see what poor Cornell can, can do. Blackhawks. No. Um, I'm going to try it out. The creative team of Mike Costa and Ken Lashley. I got two words for y'all. Yo, Joe. And I will buy this. I, I you know, yes. I would buy that because I'm t- they are aping Joe so hard right now with, oh, yeah. with, with that cover. So nope. I, I would buy that. Not Nope. Nope. Okay. Sergeant Sergeant Rock and the Men of War, which has a uh, um, Call of Duty. Yeah, it's got a Call of Duty vibe to it. The creative team like, of Ivan Brandon and Tom Derenick. No, checking out. How the you gonna make no? How you gonna make Sergeant Rock's grandson or grandnephew or who gives a shit? Fuck you. Put Sergeant Rock in there. What the fuck? Why is everybody afraid of World War Two, man? <laughs> I don't know, man. Punching Nazis People, in the face. That's what I'm saying. You shoot a Nazi. That's that's like that's like a hundred thousand copies sold. <laughs> Who doesn't want to see a Nazi get shot? Uh, you put that <laughs> shit on pay per view. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Fuck you, Sergeant Rock. Oh. The new Sergeant Rock. All right. Um, now, now that the salt has spoken, 
Oh, stupid. Wow. Has fucking green eyes. You fucking infrared goggles. You stupid man. Corny. <laughs> Damn. Canceled. Uh, All Star Western. The creative team of all, Jimmy Palmiotti, Justin Gray, and Mor and Moriat. I would I would no. say yes. 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 No. I'm not into westerns, but yes. Just because of them. The all new, all improved, all daring Deathstroke. The creative. Oh, we can just stop. Let's just stop right now and just say no. Um, Kyle Higgins, no, Joe Bennett, and, and yes. Art the Bear. Yes. Is he gonna date sixteen-year-old girls like he did when I was a kid? Uh, Only if his mind's right. I don't. <laughs> Didn't somebody if he from don't, I, No, I'm just kidding. Well, I, he I, is gonna, gonna be a killer, gonna him, but he isn't gonna marry him. He is gonna be gonna. a killer. He is gonna be a mercenary. He's gonna be a bad guy. He's not gonna be, you know, anti-hero. Yeah. I'm not so, buying. Yes, I'm in. Um, I'm not. And on the fence, Grifter, the creative team of uh, Edmondson, Cafu, and Bit. I would. Have, yes. I would say yes to that. No. I have no experience with this character either, man. But I, just from reading it, uh, the the solicit, I'm in, man. This sounds pretty cool. Cause you like supernatural, out. right? Yeah, yeah, I'm in, man. I'll yeah. check it out. All right. Plus, there's a dude named Bit on it. <laughs> man, how could you not buy that, dude? It's the S- I want to support Bit. Was it? Wasn't that the character from Tron? Yes. It's, no. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, move it on. We're gonna move on to uh, Omac, the creative no, team. No, that is my ringtone. Yes. No. no. Uh, the, the creative team of Dan DiDio, Keith Giffen, and Scott Koblish. <laughs> no. Nah, I'll let uh, Donnie take this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is, it's Dan DiDio here, and I'm not even buying this book. Uh, <laughs> you, you put outside. I read my writing, couch. and I don't like it. No, <laughs> uh, no I, I don't think. No, I don't want this. It is. If this Demi. thing goes past two issues, it's because it's being it's being co-written by by one of the co-publishers. Mm. Yeah, never mind, never mind. They uh, just yes. gave Dan to deal this title so he could fit in. Yeah, like, so he go to the meetings. So he go to me. I got a book. Blue Beetle with Tony Bedard, Guerra, and we. Yeah. yeah. Um, Guerrero's art is good. Yeah. Yeah. Tony yeah. Yeah. Um, Art is a good writer. Too. Yeah, he is. I, I would say yes to that. Suicide Squad, the creative team of Adam Glass and Marco Rudy. Now, granted, from that cover image, that gets a no because I think that Harley redesign is just awful. Oh, that gets, like a cross between that gets more than just two, th- two thumbs up. That's like a cross between the yeah. video game They're and the off. comic book. And the cartoon just all got together and 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 had a baby. I will pass. I will first, pass. first issue, I'll give it a whirl. Moving on to Action Comics, the creative team of Grant Morrison and Rags Morales. Yes. The third title that is uh, yes. set five years in the past. Mm-hmm. I'll, give, I'll give it a whirl. Superman, Men of Tomorrow, the creative team of uh, George Perez and uh, uh, Jesus Marino. I would say yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give that a whirl, too. I don't think the art team will last very long because I... George is doing breakdowns and story, but so yeah. Well, Zeus is Marino. He's just doing the art. He's doing the rest, right? Yeah, but Perez is doing the breakdowns. Well, it's only. I don't even think this is an ongoing. Yeah, that's the ongoing Superman title. Yeah, yeah. Action and, and Superman are the ongoing. So for, that's. Oh, I'm the, surprised by that. I thought it was a mini or one shot or something. No, 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 no. Those are the two ongoings for Supes. There, there. Like I said, there aren't like five Superman titles. There's no like Superman, Batman, and stuff like that anymore. It's just two Supes titles. Um, because so, they don't sell. A uh, super, uh, Superboy, the creative team of Scott Lobdell, Silva, and Lean. Nope. L- yeah, nope. even though I. <laughs> 
Love Dell, I think, is getting stretched out, and I think this will be the one where you notice that he's getting really writing too much. I'll buy it just because I like Superboy, but the the cover has an inter- it gives it an interesting concept, so I'm willing to take a chance on it. Uh, the, the last title for now will be Supergirl, the creative team of Green, Johnson, and Azrar. Donnie, you want to sing No at the same time? Yeah, sure. In unison? Yep. No. Oh, bitch. She doesn't like Earthlings. But she'll fight to protect him anyway. We had the emo Supergirl. That's what Sterling Gates and Jamal fixed. How about you, Sean? No interest. Uh, honestly, no interest at this time. Because like, I, I enjoyed the Supergirl book when it was Sterling and Eigel. Um, I like that one issue by... Uh, by uh, by Gay by uh, not not um, Nick Spencer. I like that one issue before he got ran out. That Supergirl right now. I have to see the book to get a thorough opinion on it. But like just from looking and hearing the premise, no, thank you. I wish DC all the best on this. Just expect more pushing from Warner Brothers now. All those books that you got in the past, they weren't that convoluted with, you know, with with Warner Brother business. These are going I think there's going to be more of a push if things aren't going well in certain spots or if if they're not making money, books are going to get canceled. You know this. They've said it already. If a book's oh, they're not, gonna cancel the shit out of some stuff. Yeah, I'm telling it, you right now. If a book ain't selling, it's getting canned. So what I'm telling you is enjoy your books. Get your books because they might not be around. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just being honest. If a book's not selling, they've got a benchmark. And if it doesn't surpass it, gone. I wish them well. The relaunch is needed. All the more power to them. And I'm curious to see how all this plays out at a San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con this year. So, And you said Marvel's not going this year? I, I said studios. Movie studios oh, aren't going yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say studios. that of this 52 titles, 14 won't make it to a, won't make it to a year. Half of them will be gone after before two years. I think they expect or rebooted. Yeah, uh, easily before we hit a year, over a third will be gone. Will, will be gone. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, I could I could go with that. That's I mean, sixteen of the titles roughly. Will, six, seventeen of the titles will not be around in two, a year. And even I'm like a big old DC supporter, man. Same here. And I there's there's a lot of these books that. I mean, half the ones I'm buying, I know I'm only buying eight issues of because they're going to be canceled if they make it that far, in all seriousness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting all my Batman books except for the Finch one because I don't believe it's gonna, it, it exists. I think that's like, that's, <laughs> that's like the holy grail of, of comic books because you're like, does it exist, doesn't it? <laughs> don't look at the arc. And that concludes this week's PKD Black Box. The PKD Black Box is a proud member of the HHWLOD Podcast Network and is available at HHWLOD.com and is also available via iTunes. And you can still go to PKDmedia.com to get our podcast, check out our form, and read comics like Mercury and the Murd, Agents of Cult, and Luke Foster's The Gang from the Store for free. If you're on iTunes or our forum board, feel free to leave us a comment, or you can email us at blackbox at PKDmedia.com. Thanks again for listening. Until then, dream big and hustle hard. Looked up and down, said, hmm, I'll take a...
Hi, Sean. Hey, Daryl. Hey, Donnie. How you doing? Hi. Hi, Daryl. Hello. Hey. <laughs> how's, how you how's everybody doing this morning? All right. I had to fire my cleaning staff, so I had to wash my own clothes this morning. You only have one piece of clothing. You got that antler hat. How long does it take to wash that? A long time because I wanted hand scrubbed. Donnie, that's your friend. Whatever. Donnie, we're going to win a parsec. There you go again, Daryl. There you we go. We did it. I want my Skittles. <laughs> we haven't won. First can off. Can I bring my mama to the party so she can see I did something? N- no, Daryl. I came out of the cartel and now I want a parsec. <laughs> you, we, look, we ain't been. Look, we have a nomination. Well, who, how, who we got to kill then? No, so wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Slow it down. <laughs> Why we got a party? How come Daryl's invited? I didn't get an invite. First off, there, there is no party. This is all going on in Daryl's head. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Sean. Okay. First, you'll invite me out for Mexican. All right. <laughs> Then all of a sudden you call Daryl to start interviewing motherfuckers. All right, when I'm home, first, first okay. off, first off, okay. when, when that interview, when that interview was, st- when that interview came around, when that interview came around, it was because of Daryl's crazy ass, you know, harassing Candace. So I had to come in and mediate and apologize. Harassment. It was harassment. <laughs> um, I had to, I had to come in and mediate, and then I politely asked for for an interview. Wow. I thought Sean was bad. Mm-hmm. I thought angry Sean was bad. You know what? But see, you know what? At least you're Sean's favorite. I, no, Daryl is not, not my favorite. <laughs> Daryl is not my favorite. Okay, let me make this clear. I, I want you to know how difficult it was editing that episode. All I know is, all I know is, Sean. All I know is, every time I drive by a Taco Bell, I get a tear in my eye. <laughs> Once again, my wife said, right either. Every time my wife says, let's go to On the Border, I just choke up a little bit. Well, you said, should, because On the Border is awful. I was just like, I can't do it. No, the one we got near here is good. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Julian is his favorite. He's no. the one he, he see, went with. First off, see, once sure. again, once again, how this was originally supposed to go, that was supposed to be an outing. I could draw it too if you give me time. Will you shut up? <laughs> I could trace you. Will you we shut take up? A- I'm trying to talk. We could take a class. I'm saying. No. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, how do you fucking have like Franco, um, French, uh, Franco Francesca Villa on like Black Panther, the man without fear. And now they got this American Panther shit. And it's like, well, I don't even want to get started on that. I'm like, <laughs> American Panther. Why don't you just call him Black America? Just, right. You know, just let's just let's just be real. Just call him Black America. And just call it a day. Don't right. want to be an American Panther. <laughs> Because the comic business is such a, um, and other people try to make it more of a mystery than it is. Like Marvel and DC try to make it like it's magic. Like they play with numbers. Like when you say, well, the numbers on here, if the retailers are ordering less of your book, then doesn't that mean your book is selling less? And then they go, not necessarily because we're doing fine because you don't know the numbers. And then you go, okay, we'll show us those numbers. Wait a minute. That's not what we do. What are you doing? I mean, like, like when you make it such a like such a special magic thing, motherfucker, 
everybody's numbers are going down. Yeah, everybody's. Yo, uh, like a hundred, a hundred, a hundred twenty-five thousand for like issue one of Fear itself is weak sauce. Yes, and you know, and Flashpoint wasn't that strong either. No, so it's like, yo, that's because Flashpoint seems forced and contrived. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read a press release? Donnie, nope. is, Donnie is angry. I'm telling you right now, man, you you were waiting. Everybody was thinking, oh, oh, Flash Rebirth, Jeff Johns, he fell off the, he's not the guy to go to. No, you finish reading Flashpoint, and then you're going to tell me the same shit. Because I think this is, I, I don't know. I'm just waiting for Donnie just to see uh, DiDio at New York, New York Comic Con, and he's just going to cuss him out, man. Well, I'm just gonna see somebody start running. You're gonna look like who's running? Cause you know, and, you know, Donnie working out now, right? I know. Donnie, Donnie is gonna like body slam him. I know. I almost found a muscle. I've been working hard. See? Almost. He gotta jump in the middle of the DC thing and jump on top of him at the table. You just I'm go just, see that's the what DC I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, just go down. I'm gonna climb to the top. <laughs> I'm climb to the top rope. The top of the, the, the top of the, the big old banner that says. Rebooted DC. I'm going to be on top of that shit and jump. I'm just going to look at the deal. I'm going to go, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You better not come to Midtown. Dan the deal better stay out of Midtown. Oh, that's right. You only train right away. I'll, I will jump on that motherfucker. I'll be there three days early. Yeah. Look, you ain't the only one. And I'm going to walk right up. Mm-mm-mm. I won't even say. Yeah, that's messed up, man. What? I'm just saying that's messed up because you're like, I got a bunch of stuff sending everybody. You ain't then sending me none. You're like, oh, you got to come and get it. Because it probably costs less to ship it to me, fool. Because you in New York. Sean so, can't just say, I'm a, you know what? I'm going to drive up and just pick them up real quick in about an hour and then go back home. <laughs> man, you Sean know you live farther than an hour from me. <laughs> John, you know what? Sometimes I, you, you just... I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. All right. Out you of know, all the group of people, where Sean is, and then another person I send it to is in Seattle, and then there's you. Where are you, Donnie? Where are you? You, you know where I'm in my I'm where in my comic you? room right now. That's where, where I'm at. Where are you located? Where are you located? Six Robert Tree Drive, Milford, Connecticut. Oh six four six zero. Connecticut or something right. like that. Oh six four four. I don't remember. There you go. So out of the three. If I have to choose somebody to actually just come and pick it up, who would I pick? Sean. <laughs> God. Okay. Alrighty. Man, All right. who the hell is breathing like they're having fun? Sean getting all sexy time over here. Oh, that, that's, that's John. I'm like you fat asses I ran this morning. <laughs> Well, just see, you can say all you want, but you're the one that's fucking breathing like a fat ass. <laughs> I don't know. I just ran. I ran. You breathe. You breathing like someone got a like a piece of chocolate cake that's just right outside your reach. You just like. This, this, this is going. This is going to be such. That is downstairs, by the way. My wife is cooking and she's <laughs> the cookie. Ooh. She was doing it the whole time I was on the treadmill. She's like, "Look what I got to eat. Look now, what I got to eat." Cooking for me. That that make me breathe hard. Really? <laughs> Dude, looking at a bag of Skittles makes you breathe hard. Cause it's sexy. That's right. All, all right. those fruity colors. <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. No, y'all done lost it. Yeah, completely lost it. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right. 
Mm-hmm. They have to give up. So some of the Batman stuff, we're not, they're not Batman ink stuff. It's going to be there. Some of that history is going to be. Oh, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, John. We can hear you breathing, man. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. I'm not trying you to want be. Want me to talk slower, John? You want me to talk slow? Yeah, stop it! Stop it! <laughs> God, sexy. That's the sexy Daryl. All right, all right, all right. Daryl, go back to like start with the bad titles. Because Marvel would never do something like that. Or they won't talk about. They don't it. have to. Yeah, that, when when you're the number when you're the number one game in town, you don't have to do anything. You can just stay in your corner and pick on everybody else without any issues. Right, and you know what the problem with Marvel is? Is they're like that, they're like that celebrity you wanted to meet, and then you go and meet them, and that celebrity is so full of themselves that you're like, what a dick. Because <laughs> they're just like, that's how I felt when I met Donnie. Right, because it. Well, thank you. Uh, and if, if I'm the biggest celebrity you've ever met, then I feel sorry for you. And You're a wrestler. Yeah, Donnie was a dick when I first met him. I was so happy. I wanted to sign my autographs, and, and, and he yes. just mean to me. Uh, I hated him. But what is wrong with you people? All right. <laughs> All right. No, it's but it's still it's it's still. So what I snore. Stop it. Um. Buka Lotto. Yeah. Oh, how's it feel, motherfucker? <laughs> Once again, let's look at look. Hey, at least at least I stopped and didn't try to pronounce, didn't like you know butcher it and then say it right. I just said I waited. I uh, you can't say Bucacello. Oh, it's not Bucacello. Where did there is no? It's Bucacello. See, it's Kashik. Bucalaka. See, y'all don't y'all don't fucked it up more than I more than I did. Bucalaka. Brian Buka. Buka. Yeah, he ain't from around here. Real fast, when you when you listen to episode twenty seven and nothing's on, we started our own drinking game. And every time every time your name is mentioned, you have to do something. So we're just gonna say that. Okay, but no. That's like the holy grail of, of comic books because you're like, does it exist, doesn't it? Don't look at the arc. What? The Penitent Man. The Penitent Somebody's been watching Hollywood Babylon. Uh, yes, sir. We're listening to Hollywood Babylon. <laughs> the Jones. All right, hold on. Let, let me... Uh, let, before, let me before I close out. Hold on a second. No, but seriously, guys, thanks for uh, stopping by and doing this recording. And such short notice, it is appreciated. No problem.